Yes, you are now listening to the sounds of Sports Reports is ordered. So, are some errors coming to an end? Will the Boston Celtics suffer the same fate that Mr. LeBron James and the Lakers felt last night? Then, sports in Vegas, where did it come from? How did it get so great? Why is it awesome? Because Vegas is paradise, people! And then we're going to talk about some Major League Baseball realignment. I am 2-5, and that is Mr. Logical. So, Brad, what's the word? Listen, man, we this is an exciting time in sports. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to all the uh, pundits out here that listen to our podcast. And not You don't know nothing out. about no brick. Y'all know nothing about the bricks. I mean, all of a sudden, I, I mentioned Tristan Thompson being in the being in the role. Now we get some minutes. All of a sudden, he's in there. Like, listen, the word's getting out there. Somebody, these dudes somebody, out here with somebody's <laughs> out there watching our podcast and not giving us credit. Just give us a yo. shout out, man. It's free. That's it. Yo, these dudes out here with three cuts in their eyebrows trying to wild oh, out. You wow. jacking oh, our slang. You jacking our slang. I'm telling you. Yo, matter of fact, real quick, the fight's gonna happen. What I talk about, like, yo, y'all got the whole summer. It's hot right now. You just had Garcia Davis, then you had Lemonchenko and Haney. I'm like, yo, y'all gotta get free Loma. But it's summer. Yo, the fight all of a sudden is on the books. Listen, man, give me my cut. Give me my cut and my credit, whatever. If I ever see a double main event, I'm suing. Give me my cut of my credit, Play the man. tape. <laughs> that's all, that's oh, all yeah. we're asking for. So shout out to Earl Spitz and Bud Crawford for finally getting this shit done. And shout out to the Denver Nuggets because I picked them to go to credit, the finals. Man. I picked them to go to the finals. So congratulations, Denver. It looks like Miami's probably going to be joining you. I got 22 to 18 right now with 244 left in the first quarter. So... Let's get this thing started. So, Raph, Mr. Logical, I was sitting up here, and, you know, Mike Malone, after game two, he was talking about, you know, hey, we won game one, and all I heard was how the Lakers were going to figure us out. They were going to make the adjustments, and now we're up 2-0. And I'm sitting up here like, they swept. And the only thing on my mind is, how do I say goodbye? Is See, LeBron out of here? Like, what's going on? Listen, we listen. I'm a LeBron fan, but like I told you when you sent me that message, they were up double digits. Lakers were up double digits a game too. Mm-hmm. And if they would have won that game, he wouldn't have said anything about the narrative and everything else. But with that being said, the Nuggets in the first NBA Finals. They got a decision to make because you got Jokic 15 or Camilla Anthony's 15. Which one are you retiring? But we'll you know the answer to that. That ain't no question. Hey. That is what? not a question. Mellow or Jokic? Jokic. Why would you just automatically assume Jokic? Because he got Hold you. Hold on, time out, time out. Like, why, why, are you making me seem, all time. why are you making me seem like the crazy one? Well, I'm just saying, like, I think it's a discussion <laughs> to be had. I mean, one of these dudes it's the same is... thing with Milwaukee with uh, hey. Ray Allen or Giannis. But let's not get let's not get sidetracked. You know how we no, it's it. not. That's not a thing either. That's Giannis. Okay, that's not yeah. a thing. I mean, Giannis right. has won a championship. 
first championship since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's he's an MVP, what two-time MVP? You know, the def- defensive player of the year. Just skip over you know, Ray- the legacy player. No, I love you know I love Ray guy. Allen. Like Ray Allen, one of the reasons I felt confident enough to shave my head. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I'm just saying that at the end of the day, Ray Allen goes down as a Celtic, you know, because he won that championship. So, you know, like Ray Allen was great with Milwaukee. But they don't even have a final. He didn't even have a finals appearance under his belt. Now Carmelo, unfortunately, ran into the beam. You know, like Kobe took care of him. But Carmelo ain't got no MVP. Carmelo asked for the trade out of there. You know, mid season and all that stuff. Like all I'm saying is that no, 15 is no. It's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be different. Carmelo. But, Carmelo is one of the top five overrated players in NBA history. Cap, but we'll discuss that at a later point. I guess we got my bad, y'all. I get passionate. My bad, y'all. Yo, this, this anyway, the Nuggets, him, didn't he? The, the Nuggets, the Nuggets are going to the finals. So, not only did they get their first finals appearance, their first time ever sweeping a playoff series. I mean, I'll, I'm saying, like, I've been I've been sick this 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 uh this past weekend, so I've just been doing a lot of resting and just you know I didn't really get into sports. I was getting like highlights here and updates from you. Uh, last night I was still sick. I was like, yo, I gotta I gotta see what's going on with this game. So I pulled it up and I watched you know I watched the the fourth quarter, and it was competitive. But what I noticed is like LeBron was out there, he was harassing Jamal Murray. And I think LeBron's like 13 years older than Jamal Murray. He was harassed. I think they got like two or three shot clock violations. And it's, it didn't feel like the other four guys on the floor were matching that same energy. What he, I mean, granted, LeBron was doing it in his spurts because, he, you know, you got to manage your energy when, you, when you're that age or whatever injury he has. You got to manage it. But he was harassing Jamal Murray. But then Jokic was like, listen – I got this the sound the soundboard step back or whatever that shot is. It's I don't know how it works. It works for him, like the whole Sean Marion, um, <laughs> the, the the shot or whatever. So like it it works for him. It, it shoots up to the rafters and it drops. Yeah. Um. Like I said before, I thought the Lakers. I thought the role players had played so well against Golden State. That I thought it would transfer. I thought they would be able to, you know, to to hit some timely shots. Whereas the Denver players, KCP game one, <coughs> excuse me, like I said, I'm still kind of sick. KCP game one had like 21 points, had a lot of timely threes. Then you had Jamal Murray that just went bananas in the second half, maybe mainly the fourth quarter of game two at home, which allowed Mike Malone to go to the podium and say, hey, listen. Talk about us. Talk talk about us. Talk about us. And you would think that the talk should be about them. And then what happens? LeBron goes out there, almost drops a 40-point triple-double. But yet, Jokic wins the Irvin Magic Johnson Western Conference Player Award. As he should. All the conversation today is about LeBron, if he's going to retire or not. And I get it. You know, he's a polarizing figure. So no matter what he said, if he said, if he got him to the podium and he said, hey, I think we had a great year, you know, I'm just going to take some time to reflect, um, you know, you know, just take some time with my family, take some time to reflect on the season. I think we had a great season. I think the coach staff did a great job. Shout out to Rob and the people in the front office for, for giving us here. 
if LeBron would have said that, it still would have been a story of like, what do you think that means? Because all I've heard all day long is people saying, you know, LeBron wants to do this. I'm like, I've never heard LeBron speak through any of you. He literally, <laughs> he, his agent is his boy and his business managers are his friends. Like these, these are the people who speak. So he has multiple t- TV shows. He has plenty of means of saying, hey, this is what I mean. You know, it's like a, people were using the word subtweet in his conversation. Like you don't subtweet when you talk, you just talk. Mm-hmm. But even then, people weren't talking about Denver. I'm like, I want to talk about Denver. I want to talk about Denver. Can they sweep Miami? No. Based <laughs> off of what? Like, if we if we think if we think about it, like the way Boston, we talk about Boston, mm-hmm. but for the most part, you know, they're down 3-0, or you know, they're down three. And they down eight no right team, now. No team mm-hmm. ever come comes back from three or so all to purposes Miami is going to be the opponent for Denver I give Denver a great shot not sweeping Miami because I think the talent in theory I just think that the way Boston I mean excuse me the way Denver plays together and even when I picked LA I was like and then watching them play the way Jamal Murray just feeds off of Jokic the way those two best players play together is it's reminiscent of the way AD and LeBron played in the bubble when they won that championship. It was like, hey, you got down here. I'm out here. Let's make this work. Whereas you you want that with Tatum and Brown, but it's like they both out on the wings trying to make it happen. If you both cold from the wings, there's nothing you do. But you got a guy like Jokic getting six, seven, eight, nine dribbles in the post, getting layups, going through contact. He doesn't get sped up. Like, you can't rush him. He never looks out of control because he's going so slow. He's like, boom, boom, boom. What are we going to call him? Seven foot, 280? Generously? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so it's like, is Bam going to be able to bang with him all day long? Who are you going to switch on to him? Struess? Kevin Love? Not Kevin Love. Heller? Zeller, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeller? Zeller, yeah. yeah all, you know. all I know is it's so hard to say goodbye to the Lakers. So, yo, look, so check it out. So, all right, for real, LeBron ain't retiring. Like, he that leaves $97 million on the table. So, like, he ain't going to retire. Maybe he takes a year off. People talking about he going to play with Bronny, all that stuff like that. I, could, I couldn't care less if he wants to play with Bronny. Cool, do that with your son, but I don't care. But, um, D'Angelo Russell, <laughs> please come to the carpet, sir. Plus minus, right? Negative 47 for the series. And that was with a plus six yesterday. So that was like the only game in the series that he was a net positive. So Denver, the criticism about Denver was they don't play defense. They don't have a good defense. But when you look at their roster, they have good defensive players. You know, they like Aaron Gordon's a decent defender. You know, KCP is a good, you know, he makes his name on defense. You know, Bruce Brown is a good defender. You know, Jeff Green can be a good defender. So, like, what's a good defense, though? Because it seems like every single round well, somebody's mentioned how because, poorly so, the other team, but like all these teams are still in the dumb. playoffs. How poor is their dumb. defense? Like, like, the only team that I really truthfully thought had, like, I thought 2 5, the only team that I thought had bad defense was Sacramento. 
You know what I mean? But like, I don't know what bad defense is to some degree because everybody scores 112 points or, you know, something along those lines. So you ain't holding somebody to 87. Unless, Miami was know. a lowest scoring team in the league, and now they're a game away from being an NBA. Well, final. well, Miami just beat the hell out of Boston the other day, and Boston still scored 102. So you know what I mean? You're not hold- this ain't the 90s where you're holding somebody to 75 points. Yeah, games aren't 93 but, to 89. But 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 I think but I think the good defense comes down to like field goal percentage. You know, like like so with the Lakers, right? The Lakers got to the. I'm not going to disparage them. They got to the Western Conference Finals. So all credit due, you know, but you've said it yourself. Like if Clark and Steven Adams was there, they might not beat Memphis. You know, they beat Golden State because Golden State kept shooting threes. They, they shot, you know, 46 threes a game at one. I don't know what the final numbers was, but at some point in that series, they shot 46 threes per game. You know, so like they played right into the Lakers hands because the shots weren't falling. And we talked about it. The Lakers were going to get the free throws, you know, for being aggressive in the paint. So, you know, yeah. those teams, you know, fell right into the Lakers trap. Whereas I think Denver, it was just Jokic. Like I know Murray scored a lot of points. Michael Porter hit some threes, you know, but I think it was Jokic's initiation of the offense, you know, because we talked about that at the beginning of the series where you can't let Jokic, you want Jokic to get all the points because everybody else isn't getting fluid into the game. You know, the Lakers, I don't think ever did that. There were like portions of games, but even last night, you know, in the group chats, everybody's talking, you know, LeBron this, LeBron that. And at, and right when the game went to halftime, when he walked off the court with like four seconds left or something like that, I said, look, that man is tired. You know, all credit due. He came out there 31 first half points. Give it to him. You know, don't say nothing bad about him. Whether you think he's a goat or not, irrelevant. You know, yeah. the the man did it. You know, and as an old man myself, he inspired me. You know, but as but as this was going on, I said, hey, don't be surprised when this score flips because the Lakers aren't going to keep hitting these threes. And by the way, they went one for nine in the second half from three, you know, and LeBron was going to tail off. He went four for 12 in the second half. But what I didn't think was going to happen was I was going to go brush my teeth and then Denver was going to be within three. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to happen that fast. Oh, that yeah, that fifteen point lead disappeared like cotton candy on a hot summer yeah. day. They outscored them thirty six to sixteen in the third quarter. You know, that, so that quick. just that quick, snap of a finger. So, so I expected that this was going to happen. So, I think the Nuggets, like I said, I picked them to go to the finals. I might as well take that leap because initially my pick was Denver Boston. So I was going to pick Boston in that series. You know, just because Tatum and and um, Jalen Brown, the switchability, the de- you know, all that stuff. But, you know, now that we're here and now I'm not disrespecting Miami, but I'm going to say five with the possibility of going six. Because like, I'm going to give Jimmy Butler one. I'm going to give Jimmy Butler one. I'm, I mean, Spo did – they did lose in five to San Antonio that year. Um, I think that was the cramp year when LeBron had like when the air conditioning yeah, worked. Cramp, and, yeah. yeah. Uh which is a thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm, by no means am I saying like, oh no, I, I know, I know people criticize him for that, but you know, that's a thing. My my only like you want to you want to say Denver because you know they just won, they're gonna get 
when's the final start? Today Thursday, is June first. So they get if Miami wins tonight. So they get you know they get about seven days each. Game one's gonna be in Denver. Altitude. Altitude. Miami coming off a long break potentially playing in the altitude could be detrimental. I mean, maybe they get there Sunday, get acclimated, get a couple of practices in. My thing is just like who are you going to in a seven game series? How many bodies do you have that are six nine and strong that you can just bother Jokic with? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have those bodies? And I'm and I'm looking. I watched a lot of the Miami. You know, you might have to put Jimmy Butler run. on him for a few minutes. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if that's enough. Like, just I don't know if you because he can see over it because mm-hmm. he doesn't have to go. Like that's that's the the. the beauty part of how you plays is I can get my points from anywhere I'm at mm-hmm. or I can get a ball up to Jamal Murray he could do all the dribbling I could kick it out to KCP he could pull up you know spotter shooter uh Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon should play better in this series against Miami like Aaron know. Gordon's out there trying to be a bully I like it you know sh- shout out to the light skins uh, with the dreads and everything, he's out there trying to be a bully, and I and I get that, and I think I think that'll be effective, but just the I don't know where Miami, I don't know how Miami defends Jokic. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, and that, that's that's the only thing is like because everything goes through Jokic, but the fact that everything goes through him, but he doesn't he doesn't overdo it. Like, well, for instance, I'm trying – like, okay. My, like Miami's we, just going to have to keep like up Luka, the shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every, everything, you know, Luca. everything in Dallas goes to Luca. You know, you have Kyrie there. But he has to – it has to go through him for him mm-hmm. to be as impactful on the game. Whereas Jokic, like we talked about, he went 11 for 24 yesterday. But still got a 30-point triple-double. Average triple-double for the sweep. And, you know – won the best player award because he could just like the, 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 the step back. He caught the ball at the three point line, the free throw line extended. He took one dribble, took a step back, then took the, the step back after that and shot this thing up. LeBron's in his chest. You know, LeBron's on a small dude, 6'9", 250, 260, and went in, didn't touch the rim. <laughs> Same thing he did on AD. <laughs> and it's like, you can't defend that. Speaking of AD, so. <laughs> yeah, that silence is about like that. That explains him, you know. But anyway, back on task here, you know. Um, so Miami just has to keep the shooting going because you know, like we went over their numbers from the first round to the second round. The second round they fell off a little bit in this series against Boston coming in tonight. They're back up to forty eight percent from three. So they're just going to have to do the three is more than two thing potentially. You know, or uh, either they're gonna have to put the ball in Adebayo's hands and have him go at Jokic, and maybe get, get him two in fouls. foul trouble. Yeah, because he can get fouls. He will get fouls. But I think after he gets one foul, you just put Gordon on him. Mm-hmm. You just put Gordon on Adebayo, and then you just have Jokic run point center. I mm-hmm. think, like as as we as you as we saw it all kind of play out. I remember when they made the Durant when the Durant Durant got traded to Phoenix. 
and I think Trey Young tweeted out, he was like, so we just gonna not act like Kevin Durant is on Phoenix or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's pretty much what he said. Yeah. He was like, so this is a this is a league what we're in, where it's like Aiton, Chris Paul, Booker, and Kevin Durant are the same basketball team. And yet his name is and, in Laker rumors right now. There's <laughs> yeah, yeah. always every every viable good player option is always gonna be linked to wherever LeBron is. Is this it's just mm-hmm. standard? The the media wants LeBron to get his fifth ring just as much as his fans do. But I don't I know. Some, I don't know why. Though. People, I think I think just the league is in it. I think I just am I the from, only person left? Creative, am I the only person creative from a creative storyline conversation? He does move the needle. Am, am I the only person left that just likes sports? No, like like I don't get a, I don't do the soap opera thing. Like oh LeBron for the ring, Kobe for the ring. Like I don't do that. Like I just want to watch basketball. So so like for example, this year, if if the Nuggets win the title, Jokic wins his first ring. You know that that solidifies the negativity that he got because people said oh he's got these back to back MVPs and oh he might win a third, but he don't make it out the second round or whatever they said. You know what I mean? So like that's put the rest. You know, there's a storybook. And even though they were the number one seed in the West, from a franchise standpoint, they are. brothers are more polarizing than Jokic. (laughs) You know, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, if Jimmy Butler gets that first ring, you know what I mean? He's got that old school. He's got that old school kind of dog in him. You know what I mean? Rachel Nichols is going to be so excited if Jimmy Butler wins that ring. Yeah, everybody should be. Like Jimmy Butler. So so like, like, Jimmy, I'm so proud of you. So so like to switch gears for a second, just real quick, just real quick, I promise. So, so, you know, I used to listen to Joe Budden back in the day. You know, saying, but back before I realized, he, you know, never mind. I ain't gonna go there. I ain't gonna go there. But anyway, I was listening to Joe Budden, and people were like, "How is Def Jam supposed to market him? Like, how he can't be successful? How can people market him?" And I was like, "Yo, he's just regular Joe. He's just a regular dude. That's how you market him. That's Jimmy Butler to some degree. Like, he is us. Like, I mean, he's rich and everything, but he is us from the standpoint of he grinds." He works hard, and nothing is ever good enough. He's always looking for better or whatever. Like every team, that's how you market a player him. like Jimmy Butler, but not usually. Something? But he's just not usually always like that type of player. Is not usually. I don't star. know how the teams that he was on let him go because he hadn't developed into. I mean, I'm sure he had the mentality. I'm sure he I had the mentality. Like if and, if we think back, if we think, just think about it. Think about the Chicago years. I understand they, why he, Chicago moved on. Why? Because you got to like, so in the NBA, you don't want to be a treadmill team. You know, I don't think that Jimmy Butler was going to lead at that time in his career. I don't think he was going to lead Chicago. Chicago went to the NBA finals. 1998. (laughs) So they better be happy. They had a treadmill in their home. You know, and then then you look at Minnesota. Minnesota was just stupid. Minnesota was okay. just stupid. I have nothing for that. Philly. Philadelphia was stupid. You chose him over me. Okay, cool. I wouldn't so, choose. So, I wouldn't choose so Tobias ahead, Harris over me. Go, go, okay, we gonna go ahead and throw Chicago in there. Stupid as well. Then, right? We good with that? Are we no, go. No. Every. What? <laughs> Why not? I mean, I mean, yes. If you're looking back after the fact, if you look, you know, at yes. But in real time, I don't think anybody knew that Jimmy Butler was going to turn into this. 
But that's the thing, Jimmy. That's Butler, what you thought. It's not like he's out there dropping forty. It's just no. I know. Always he all like even if but, you want to. So, so hold up. So 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 when Batman so when Jimmy... situation, he always he was Tibbo. He is the 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 persona that Tibbs has from the bench right. is what Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, Butler on had on the floor. Right, right. I Derrick get that. Rose had the injuries, but and Derrick Rose had that quiet tenacity. But Tibbs, but Tibbs was also playing everybody like forty-seven minutes a game too. You know no, what I mean? These dudes are 22, 23, 24, 25 years old. Like so, 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 so when, like so when Jimmy... I was thinking about, think about this, think about this. This is something I was thinking about when I woke up this morning and the sun was coming up. You remember like staying out all night and like being out when the sun came back up? Yeah. Like just being like out in Vegas or like if yeah. you're like TDY somewhere, you out all night long drinking and hanging out and the sun came back up. How crazy that sounds to do it right now. Me and you wouldn't do that this week. If we met up this weekend, like, <laughs> yo, let's just drink and hang out all night and the sun came back up. It sounds crazy. But when we were 22, 23, 24, 25, that would that's that was no problem. When you're that young and you're playing that hard, I think I just think that they these teams that move off. Of I know, but but what, but what I'm saying they, is they didn't match. They didn't match as intensity from the from the office. That's recency bias to some degree, though, because we have these results in front of us that we're seeing from the bubble on, or if you want to give them a little credit before that. But but you know, but the point being is that when he left Chicago at that time. Nobody was like, they just let Kobe walk away. Or like, oh, why, why are they? That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's Kobe. When when he took the backups in Minnesota and beat the starters. That was after that should have been, Yeah, that should have been like, yeah, yeah. yo, we need to figure out how to keep this dude around. You because if he, can take, if he can take four bench players and beat our starters the, and talk the, slick the entire time, we got to figure out a way to make this work because it got what's to what's that old saying? What's that old saying? You're the Timberwolves for a reason, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? And then when he went to Philly, Philly I have no idea. Of, all this trust the process and this and that, like, yo, Kawhi traveled, yo, traveled so bad. No one and then said they would have been playing Milwaukee, and they, I, I think that they had a good shot to beat Milwaukee that year. Listen, oh, like. Yes, it, it is a bit revisionist history. Yes, yes, um, yes. I mean, it was but, game seven and a buzzer beater. How do you not run that back? I mean, listen. A buzzer beater would have traveled. <laughs> travel. They had Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, Tobias, Joel Harris. Embiid, Tobias Harris, Doc Rivers. Don't count so. Doc Rivers. Is this? I don't know. I, I get it. I get it. And you know, as we as we transition to the Jimmy Butler conversation, but, but, but Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler seems like a doc, like that that could work. Because I mean, like, I mean, I'm not making a direct comparison per se, but like, Doc had KG. You know, like that shit talker. You know, get up in your face. I mean, he probably wasn't as you know. In your face is Jimmy from the standpoint of like Jimmy's probably willing to throw hands, you know what I mean? Oh, but yeah, oh, KG. Oh, I thought you were gonna say K Jimmy Butler's. Oh, KG was I no, no, I was like, just saying, I was saying, like, from time, a well, no, I'm just saying, from a, from a personality standpoint, like Doc Rivers dealt with KG, so you would think that. Oh, no, Brett Brown, Brett Brown was the coach at the time, you know, um, okay, when, yeah, when he played with Philly, so so Doc wasn't there yet, but 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 you know, but but the point being is that like. 
when Doc came, if they would have kept Jimmy Butler, like I think Doc would have been able to hone in on that personality. But that's the thing. You don't really need to hone in on a guy that can take four bench players and beat a starting NBA team and talk I mean, shit the whole time. I mean, that team had Minnesota. They had Carl with a K on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Carl, either way, he's seven feet tall, he shoots threes, I'm pretty sure whatever physical play they were allowed to play. I don't Jeff even think Teague, Jimmy Jeff scored Teague in that, that game scoring. either. Jeff Teague was making it sound like Jimmy was out he there just, playing Magic Johnson, but Kawhi on defense. Just, <laughs> just shutting it down, and it's like either you're you got to check your ego at the door. You know, mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies, Ocean's Eleven, uh, Brad Pitt's teaching Topher Grace and a bunch of these young celebrities how to play poker. And it was like, what's the first real poker? And it was like, leave your emotions at the door. Sometimes you got to get in these rooms with these players and divorce yourself from the titles and just right. look at it like, okay, you did, I'm not the GM. Like, we are this team, the ultimate team. We are the Minnesota Timberwolves. We are the Golden State Warriors. We are the Phoenix Suns. We need to figure out how to make this work. We are the Brooklyn Nets. We need to figure out how to well, make this work. Well, you know, that is that and is like a- you just you, you you just just squander it. And I think I think what we're seeing in Miami should be a cautionary tale to all these other teams. Like, listen, keep your keep your better players, keep your coaches, go through the go through the downtimes. Go through the years where you're 40 and 42, where you're 37 and 45. I mean, go like, through those years, keep those coaches, learn, fail, and then Portland, watch them watch this, watch it succeed. Don't keep if, firing coaches every few years because Spo probably the, could have been well, fired a few years ago. Well, well, you know, if you're Portland, do you kick the tires on James Harden? But anyway, so like you know, um, with, with Missoula, right? With Missoula, right. Like I'm about to kick you off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying you got to get somebody in there. No, but, 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 but anyway, anyway, fantasy basketball. Anyway, I'm not. He's James a free Harvey, agent. He's James a free Harvey agent. I'm not saying trade four players for him, but um, but but you know, but um, Missoula, Boston gave him the extension. You know, during the season, could they fire him after this? And have um, like four coaches within five years? Uh, well, this is the thing about um. Boston, it's it's probably some of the best law schools in America are in uh are in and around the Boston area. So I'm pretty sure there's a, a nice crafty lawyer who put a paragraph or blurb in there that says how they can get out of the deal, yeah, or how long they have to pay him if they you know fire him or when the contract extension is. But, but it's but is is owner rap or, Same coach, with or GM. GM Raff is GM Raff firing him. I wouldn't fire him because I wouldn't fire him because it doesn't look like he's over his head. He just he's just being out coached by somebody just a veteran. To, somebody just needs to tell Spose, him it's okay to call Spose a timeout. Organization, I, yeah, he might need to get. He might just need this experience. Yeah, I need he to look up and see it. who's on the bench. Like, because they lost, not only did they lose Ime, you know, um, Damon Stoudemire, you know, <laughs> went to t- Damon Stoudemire went to take the head coaching job at Georgia Tech. Will Hardy went to Utah. So it wasn't just Ime that they lost. 
Yeah, so like I me, mean, he might need to take his lumps. You have in the the beauty part is you have a core of players that have had success. So you don't have to you don't have to teach success. You just have to understand resilience. You know, the bounce don't break, you know, ideologies. Like, listen, you've been in the NBA finals, you've been in the Eastern Conference Finals, you've been a successful basketball team. Instead of looking at it like, oh, we're not getting over the hump. Think mm-hmm. of it like this. You could be Detroit, you could be Orlando, Houston, you could be San Antonio and Houston. You could be these teams that, or you can even be Sacramento. Like Sacramento got their their run this year. Everyone loves them, and they went out in the first round, and the city was super excited. Yes, you have a high standard for sports in Boston because of the previous Celtics dynasties and the previous Patriots dynasties and the Bruins and just the Red Sox and the whole allure of sports in mm-hmm. the, the Northeast. So it is. I understand there's a lot of pressure in that, but realistically, if you look around the league, mm-hmm. there's not many teams that are going to be able to run at you. Two, yeah, that elbow looks messed up. With yeah. Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum, yes, it might cost you six hundred million dollars between the two of them. But I mean, you sell these jerseys for one hundred eighty-five dollars a piece, so. <laughs> Gabe Vincent with the Jason Kidd like behind the back. 45-44 Miami, 4-10 left in the second quarter. Yeah, so so like I don't think that this is a blow it up moment, you know, in my mind from the standpoint of trade Jalen Brown or something and move, see what you could get for him or anything like that. But you but you may want to look at some other players. Like obviously Horford's a little long in the tooth, as they say, you know, so maybe it's time to move on from him in a way. Like I don't know if he retires or you know, he's old enough to retire, but, you know, um, but then you got Marcus Smart. Like, I don't know. Like, that's you know, the thing. Like, I don't like I don't like when, when we talk about this, we being the podcast and the groups and then the, 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 the pundits on TV. What are you getting? If I know that you're ready to blow up your team mm-hmm. and you say, I want you want to sell this car. You want to sell it for $5,000. But for two months, you've been telling me how much you hate it. And as soon as you put out there for sale, $5,000, I'm going to offer you $2,500. Well, it depends. Like, how many teams have a Marcus Smart, you know, running the point? If a team doesn't have a Marcus Smart, what, what, if they don't have a Marcus Smart, what do they have to offer you that's going to give you what Marcus Smart is already giving you? But maybe so I mean, you don't. Maybe you don't need what Marcus Smart is giving you. Maybe you need he's something the else. Played a year last year. He was the defensive player of the year last year. He was, but Tatum and Brown are already good defenders, and obviously, like that, that doesn't. Need, I mean, I don't so want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. But obviously, that doesn't bring you a championship. Obviously, that doesn't bring you a championship. Well, listen, everybody don't get a chip. I it's, know, it's, but if you've been in the Eastern every, Conference every Finals move. for. You've been in the Eastern Conference Finals for five out of the last seven years or whatever it is. You went to the finals last year. Get me a championship. Now, if we we were talking about Sacramento, but if we're talking about Sacramento, I'm not saying give me a championship. Boston's been to the Eastern Conference Finals with three different coaches. Mm -hmm. With Kyrie on the team, they had Kyrie. He didn't make it. So you had Brad Stevens, Idoka got him all the way to the NBA Finals. And now you have Missoula. They got him. So 
you don't need to do a lot of like shipping all pieces because those pieces got three different coaches to the Eastern Conference Finals. Look at how many teams, 20 teams essentially make the playoffs out of the 30 in the NBA. And there are still teams that haven't made it past the first round. There's players, you know, Carmelo retired today, and he only won three playoff series his whole career. You got to win that many playoff series to make the NBA Finals. Carmelo. So they 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 they've done this. I mean, you talk we talk about Tracy McGrady. So like, it doesn't just happen to where it's like boom. It just it just kind of blows my mind that that makes <laughs> sense. that makes sense as we talk on the cusp about of success. That makes and sense then as it's we, like, oh, we got to blow it up. That makes sense know, as we talk about it. it that, I'm saying that makes sense when we talk about it. But I'm talking about people in the building. You know what I mean? The owner, the dude that signs the yeah. checks. You know, this is the Boston Celtics. You know what I mean? This isn't, you know, let's, the Milwaukee let's, Bucks. Let's, let's this isn't. Down. They got a this isn't Chicago. back before we could use. <laughs> hey, they got that way. very impactful one from 2008 that gets celebrated every year. Murphy Moore yeah, style. 11, 11 of the championships. <laughs> Martin Luther King was out here giving speeches and they weren't able to stay at the same hotels. And so it was like, let's calm down on the Boston. Yeah, Celtics. The, the Lakers are definitely the NBA franchise, not the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, the Celtics are a great fan franchise and Bill Russell. I'm not trying to diminish what they did, but it's like, let's calm down on the Boston like Celtics basketball. Like, <laughs> let, let, let's relax. We're the Boston Celtics. Yeah, you were awful. For a very long time until y'all made that trade, you got the one chip, and then you went back and yeah, it and, was cool. And shout out and shout out to my guy Dana Barrows he ain't, and Dino Roger. He ain't talking about y'all. Yeah, shout out rest to in, the two thousand eight. Reggie Lewis. Rest in peace, Reggie Lewis. Shout yeah. out to the two thousand eight uh, championship Celtics. I'm pretty sure beginning of the next season they're gonna do a fifteenth anniversary uh, thing. Book it. I'm saying it right now. Is Ray Allen gonna May twenty third? Ray Allen's gonna be there. They, they made a move. Or is he, so or is he, or is he, or is he gonna be trying on Bucks jerseys or something? You know, but uh, nah, you they know, already but, gonna put that in the Raptors. But like I said, it's just at my my thing is this: when has it worked to where a team was like if just off the of memory without you know Google anything? A team has gone to a conference finals and then didn't make it to the NBA finals or lost in the NBA finals. And then they blew it up, and then they were right back. Cleveland, they got <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, because they got it. They had they had a dude that wore twenty three come <laughs> and save them. So yeah. it doesn't happen. It that's 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 my my thing. Like this is we we've had so many of these conversations. We've had it with football. We've had it with. With college football, we had it with baseball. We talked about every time I talk about this, I'm like, show me the evidence to where, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> it works to blow up your team I just and need, you get over the hump. I think I need Jason Tatum to un-KD himself because I think what I see sometimes, and I don't know of any tension between him and Jalen Brown. Like, obviously, I don't think there's you know, any. I don't, you know but, but sometimes what I see is I see Jalen Brown go Westbrook and like just dribble a ball off his foot for no reason in a, in a pivotal moment. Or, you know what I mean? Like in Jason Tatum, I don't necessarily see him do the like 
give me the ball and get out the way thing. I'm not saying everybody needs to. I'm not, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. I'm not saying everybody needs to needs to be Jordan or anything. That's not where I'm going with this. I'm, I'm just saying that obviously from the outside looking in, this is Jason Tatum's team. And I think that Jalen Brown needs to be rem- reminded of that sometimes. Yeah, but once again, where does that – I'm just telling you what the I, dude be I, doing, dribbling yeah, off his foot, I, but you know, I, turnover yes, after turnover, missing free throws, all NBA. shooting ten percent from three point he range is in this series. Second team all ABA. You know, he just does this. Like, yeah, I like Jalen Brown. I like yeah, Jalen Brown, but I got to be objective and say what I see. But that's the thing. Just because I like him, don't mean I ain't gonna say it. What about the games where Jason Tatum doesn't? perform or grant williams shoots way too many threes like that's hey you time out real problems. grant williams is shooting 69 in this series and he's the only dude that got up in jimmy butler's face and then got subbed out because that's Jimmy all Butler right was cooking him like a that's bratwurst. all right you got to do that sometimes but somebody has to stand no, you up don't. like you don't yes, have to you do, do none of that shit. yes you, you do. gotta like, play defense. don't talk it, about it be about it he was playing good defense to. at times. Jimmy no, Butler was, was just Jimmy, Jimmy Butler was just Butler on. Was Jimmy him. Butler was just. No, that doesn't mean he wasn't playing good no, defense. No, he wasn't. That doesn't was, just because somebody scores points don't mean you was. How many? Nah. How many? How many defenders have you seen be in good positions against Kobe and he just make a crazy shot? Listen, how many times did you see AD? All, how many times did you see AD up in Jokic's in shit two, and Jokic shot that at, shit from the supermarket? Listen, the Mike starts screaming like this. He know I got him. No, listen, you don't man. got me. I'm just saying. Listen, good defense doesn't Grant mean Williams, we just talked about this. Grant Williams was in the bottom of the rotation since like the second round. He and gets they were in the game. He gets a couple of shots in, and he's all forehead to forehead and all blah blah blah, blah all Bruh. this extra stuff. And Bruh. then what they you do? Said it yourself. They called three ISO plays for him. They shifted the entire Miami team was on the weak side of the floor and jimmy butler just backed him down three you, times you said in a it row yourself. and he put him you on the said, bench i said missoula did a bad move by not running no, double i ain't talking about yes. that you said that every team every championship team should have you know the star player you know what i mean like the crazy guy that you know does these type of things i'm not saying grant williams is crazy but i'm just saying he was the one person on it usually you would think marcus smart would be that guy to do, That's the to do thing. those things. You already he, have that guy. You, you, you don't but tell him to a, do it. You don't. That's the thing. The crazy guy isn't the guy that just you don't just poke the bear. I.e. No, Brooks. I get that. I get that. But great players do great things. Sometimes it great works. And sometimes not it a doesn't. Great player. No, no. I'm talking about Jimmy Butler. Like sometimes great players just do great things. You know, it but you still, even, it you still need you still great. need somebody. You that's got gonna, me one on one with a dude that can't Boston, guard me, the, the and the I'm ice cold. This whole, I got this whole one, side of the floor to myself. The number one criticism I've heard about Boston, and granted, it's probably cliche, but one of the, the the most criticism I've heard about Boston this week is their lack of heart, or like, you know, whatever. Like, he was the guy that just chose to do that. You know what I mean? But like, that's not heart. I'm not, if I'm not, wagon makes whether it is or noise. isn't, somebody, that, somebody, said that before. E- either, either you, you, you just, either you're going to, either you're going to get your Jimmy ass Butler busted and be quiet. Down. Jimmy like, what's Butler the difference? If down you, eight if he, points. This what's is the, the difference? difference. This is, this is the difference. Jimmy Butler will be down eight points and will be talking slick like that and then run off eight points to tie the game. 
Grant Williams will shoot a three and go up two and be like, <laughs> and then give up six straight points and two fouls and send them to the free throw line to get look, put on the bench. That's the difference. Look, you could get your ass busted and Dylan be all Brooks, quiet. You could be, no, you, could, listen, you know what I'm saying? Like, Dylan Brooks is the act same like you thing. care. Dylan Brooks is the same no, thing. No, Dylan Brooks was just the game. I don't respect the body till they give me Dylan Brooks just wasn't Dylan Brooks just wasn't playing well, period. And Grant Williams wasn't in the rotation. So how well was he playing not in the rotation? And then he gets in the rotation. And he's like, he should have been in the rotation. That's Missoula. And then he gets cooked and then he gets flipped right back on the bench. That's Missoula. Like maybe he maybe he doesn't fit maybe maybe he doesn't fit what Missoula wants to do or something, but that's Missoula. I have no idea what Missoula wants to do. I have I have that's what I'm saying. Like Grant Williams should have been on the floor. Grant Williams was out there getting cooked. He was. Everybody that that guarded Jimmy Butler was getting cooked. Not not to that degree. Like literally, it, man. Like they. Okay, flat, so somebody was getting sautéed and somebody got flambéed. Like, look, Listen, everybody was boy, getting cooked. Everybody the, got the, boy, the olive oil. The boy was in the you know smoker. He had everybody the got smoker. the coconut oil. He was wrapping them up. He was putting the thermometer <laughs> in them. He was checking on them. He was like smirking he was at that him. man like Thanksgiving. Yeah. He was treating that man like, listen, man, I'm about to serve you to my whole family in eight hours. All I'm so. saying is I don't have a problem with somebody, you know, saying just taking it upon themselves to try. Maybe he thought he was going to rile up the rest of his team, and they just didn't come with him. You know what I'm saying? Who's coming with me, man? You know what I'm saying? They just didn't come with him. Maybe that's the case. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm all about you getting out there, but it's like it's the same, the same premise as Dylan Brooks. It's like, you can just you can just play your game. You can be intense, mm-hmm. but you don't need to be theatrical. Like there's no need get for that. two that sweaty sense. grown men to be rubbing their faces together <laughs> to talk shit. You gotta be like sweaty, that's just huh? that's and that's and that's you know why slapping meat, huh? <laughs> like a grown man told me to argue with fools because people from a distance can't tell who is who. That's why Jimmy smiled at the end. He was like, "Come on, man, stop it!" And he cooked them and he went right back to the bench. He did. He did. But I just like the fact that somebody had the initiative to try to do to spark something or like it's not his fault. It's not his fault that it's not his fault that Brown and Tatum. It's not his fault Brown and Tatum. And he goes to five and it's like, all right, let's call this timeout. It's it's not not his fault. It's not his fault that Brown Brown and Tatum didn't come with him. Uh, uh, Yeah, that's not his fault. Like they were supposed to come with him. So real quick, you know, 56 to 50 at halftime. You know, Miami is up right now at, at the half. Jason Tatum, eight points, eight rebounds on three of seven. You know, Jason, oh, I'm sorry, Jalen Brown, seven points, four assists, no rebounds on uh, three of six shooting. Derek White with 11 points to lead the way for the Celtics. Uh, Miami, 10 points, three rebounds from Bam, four of eight shooting. Jimmy Butler, nine points, four boards, three assists, three of seven. Kenna Love with six points. And Gabe Vincent leading the way with 11 points. So fifty-six to fifty, Miami. You know, but but yeah, I just I, I like, like I don't get how like as as you ran in those numbers and you yeah. talk about the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Like I said, I don't think there's a beef at all. No, I don't I think, either. I think I think people just I think people see that tandem and they see the success and they think it should be just sustained success all mm-hmm. the time and they should be getting over the hump because so many teams are just. One step forward, 12 steps well, back. Well, well, like we said, but they, they only got they, 13 shots between the two of them. How is it that you don't have like this is a closeout game? I'm like, listen, I'm running Tatum, 
through the post. Like I'm getting, I'm hey, getting Tatum. 16 shots. Tatum, get me 31 points at the half. <laughs> I'm like, yo, get, like get me buckets. Like I, all right. this, this cute, this cute stuff we've been running, this dribble handoff and all this, this back screen and this motion and this motion 50 and this motion 51 and the cutter. Now, nah, oh, that's cool. Let's get, let's get dirty. Let's get Jimmy Butler in foul trouble. Let's get Bam in foul trouble. Let's let's put some pressure on these guys so we don't just keep running this same stagnant offense that Spo seen for twenty years. Because people know Spo was a video coordinator right. for years before right. he got to the bench, <coughs> so he was breaking down film <coughs> for Pat Riley, who's probably particular about the way he wanted film broken down. So naturally, you have to absorb how you view film in mm-hmm. order to break it down for Pat Riley and, and Pat a legendary Riley, coach. And Pat, Pat Riley told the Heatles, shut up because they want Spolstra out of there. Yeah. And, like and when, he's like, and when no, LeBron bumped them and yeah. won them timeouts. Disrespectful ass. You know what I'm saying? But uh but you know Pat was like, no, this is the guy. Shut up and play this ball. This is the guy. This is my protege. You'll like it. And maybe LeBron didn't like it and he slid and you know he got a couple of chips since then. But yeah. So, you know, I don't know, though, but where did it all go wrong? So let's go back to, like, the start of this series. Where did it all go wrong? The, it just. Like, is Miami just, they just got that momentum with them and they just, it, like, nobody was going to beat them or. I think Miami believes that. I think Miami can see. These dudes. I think the I think the five guys on the floor for Miami, when they look across the guy that's defending them or that they're that they're guarding, they can just see like, oh, these dudes, they don't want it. Yeah. They just they just 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 something innate that they have. They're just like, you know what? We are man to man. I'm going to beat him tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Kyle Lowry comes off the bench and he's like, I'm gonna beat this guy. And then Jimmy Butler's like, oh, Grant Williams with the forehead, the forehead stuff. He's like, all right, cool. I'm about to get you put back on the bench. Mm-hmm. And he'll say it to me. He's like, I'm going to get you put back on the bench. And then he gets the ball three times in a row. It's like seven points out of it. He goes right back to the bench. I don't know if Boston has that same thing. I hear like some 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 of the timeouts. Uh, like I'll give you an example. Uh, Mike Malone, he was in the timeout. I believe it was game two. And they might have been down like eight to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And his voice sounded like this. It's like, we got to keep playing. And it was like, you could tell. And it was like, yeah, hey, he lost his voice last series. And he's on the verge of losing it again. But what he was saying was, we got to keep playing. We got to mm-hmm. keep up intensity. We got to keep a body here. We got to keep a hand here. We got to keep a man here. It just was very, like, directed. Mm-hmm. Like, I need you to do this. Missoula was like, he was like talking in analytics. Like he was talking like he was like Robert Frost and like F. Scott Fitzgerald. Like he was telling a poem or something. It's like, you just need to be like, yo, this dude said he can kick your ass and you letting him. Like sometimes you might just need to say that. But I think he just was like, we're not matching their intensity. You gotta force Jimmy to the left practice. corner. <laughs> you know, like just just so, something simple is like you can just be like, yo, no, I need you to show everybody the 51 point game seven you had against the MVP. Mm-hmm. 
and a former MVP in James Harden. Like, I need you to play like that. Mm-hmm. Like something that simple, like in the huddle. And I think he just kind of, I think he just kind of preaches a philosophy and an ideology. And then it, I don't know if it just doesn't get them riled up enough or they can get deflated because Miami is just intense. You know, like they're just intense, just, just, you know, heady, strong team. And Boston, I think Boston is playing a little bit more analytical and just kind of a little, little too passive, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Right. <coughs> right. But no, you know, um, I just think that I think that Miami is just like I told you, like before we got into the series, I said something along the lines of like they just played Boston in a seven game series last season in the same round, lost game seven at Boston and they played them in the bubble you know, um, in the Eastern Conference Finals as well. They're just not scared of Boston. Like, I mean, not that anybody's scared of anybody, but you know what I mean. Like, they don't they don't look at, like, oh, we're going to Boston game one. We got to be on our feet. Jimmy knocks down that three last year. They're at, in the yeah, finals. In Miami. Yeah, they're in the finals. Or it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, they're in the finals. Like, you know, and everyone was like, is that a good shot or a bad shot? It was like, no, like, they weren't, they, I think Boston had a lead in that series. I think Boston went up it was like two one, mm-hmm. and two two, and three two, and it's like you got him, you got him against the ropes. And I think Boston was up that game, right, right. I think they were up in that game, and it was like it was the same way that they clawed back against Milwaukee. It was I think, mm-hmm. I think what happened in the Milwaukee series is being transferred over to this series where well yeah i think the lesser player miami just knows like everybody on the floor is not ready for this moment right and i think they're riding that wave whereas boston like you said like your your famous phrase they play with their food too much and they had the lead when they when they were up 71 to 59 in game i believe it was game one and then i i think i got up uh, went downstairs. I might have microwaved some tea. Came back up, and the score was 75-74 Miami. I was like, <laughs> so. So the thing that Jason Tatum has to realize, you know, is that because everybody wants to be a Kobe disciple or whatever, you know, and dedicate everything to him, and then it usually doesn't end well. But you know, Jason Tatum needs it's to understand. Look, Jason Tatum needs to understand, and I like Jason Tatum. You know, I told you earlier in one of our episodes that at that time, I thought that he had a serious case for MVP this season. You know, so so I'm all on board with Jason Tatum. But you can't do the Mamba mentality thing and then only wait until you have to be Mamba mentality to pull it out. So like game seven against Philly, he could have done that in game five you know, or whatever. And we wouldn't even got to a game seven. They could have closed it out in six, you know, like, like the thing about the Mamba mentality is that this is here. This is now I'm going to take it. You're not going to win. It's you not to be willing to put up 30 shots and live and die with the results. Well, I'm not even, I'm not even trying to get him to do that per se, but I'm just, no, 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 I'm no, just no, saying, I'm just saying, think, you got to do what's necessary. player doesn't have that. You got to do what's necessary. Because the constant Twitter. I, I think Devin I, Booker has it. No, when when is when does he have it? When's he showing it? Hey, he's on the team with he's on the team with KD and well 
let me rephrase. He doesn't take 40 shots always, but he 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 does. You, go ahead. Some of these guys, what I think with I mean, hell, you and Donovan I have Mitchell. A <laughs> you and I have a podcast, and it's you know it's, looks pretty official. We got the cameras, we got backdrops, you know, we're getting views, we're tracking it. You can catch us anywhere, you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So it's plenty YouTube. of podcasts. Yeah. YouTube, you have current players that have podcasts. I don't know if these guys are willing to go out there and go 13 for 39. Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> He'll some, do it. I mean, some guys do. Like, I don't yeah. know if these guys are willing to literally go out there mm-hmm. and just go for it. Yeah, it's like lay you're it all an NBA line. player. Like, you're, you're one of 400 people who do this job. And if you're this far into the playoffs and you're a starter, you were second, third, fourth in, MB, in, in MVP voting. Your first, second, third team, all NBA is like you are the creme de la creme of what you do. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be out there looking nervous. It's not if you are all if you are all NBA, that is 15 people. You are one of 15 people who are the best mm-hmm. in the world at the sport you play, a sport that's played around the world. The number one pick is coming from France. So you're one of the top 15 people in this sport. You got to be willing to go out there and say, I don't give a damn what the media says. Hell, I don't even care what the coach says. I'm putting up 25 first half shots. We doing pick and roll, screen and roll, pin downs, whatever it is. I'm getting to the free throw line 12 times. I'm going out here like AI in his prime. <laughs> and I'm going to just, and we're going we gonna to ride or die with that. Mm-hmm. There's so many teams that are just, it's like college basketball is like leaked into the NBA. These guys just seem like they don't have their own individual ferocity. And then the guys who do have it, it looks fraudulent, i.e., Dylan Brooks and what Grant Williams did. It's like, that's not real intensity. That's not really what you do. So, it's just a matter of like your intensity has to be intrinsic. It can't be brought out by a coach. But like I said, it just feels like it feels like college basketball players are just playing for professional teams. That's why I, there's I, no I really way can't. in hell in a closeout game, your two best players only put up 13 shots. I can't, I can really can't understand. I just don't understand. I know we criticize him and he deserves it. And and you know, we make fun of him and all that, but I just don't understand James Harden at all. I just I just don't understand him. Like when it comes to this type of stuff to close out and all this kind of stuff. Like, you know, he had the 45 in game one when indeed when Embiid didn't play. Uh I think he had another 40 point game, you know, in that same series. Dudes don't and, want the smoke, man. They like, don't want the smoke. But but I mean he's been in the league for like so I could understand, you know, to some degree. I, I don't understand, but I but I could understand if he was like Tatum's age or you know, something like that or whatever. But even Tatum's been in the league. You know, um, what you know, seven years now, yeah. He, you know, he's, um, he's got a nice little run. What is it, Mark Health 20? Yeah, Lonzo, I think that was 2018, so maybe six, it might be a sixth season, yeah. So, 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 like, I could understand. I mean, he's still probably like you, you said, know, they're, they're all under 26, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like, Jordan didn't win his first championship to year seven or whatever, you know, LeBron didn't win it to like year nine or whatever. So, so I could get it if it was somebody like Jason Tatum, but for Harden, you know, who's been in the league 
10 plus years. I just don't understand like how you haven't got there by now because he because because he obviously can score at will at times. Maybe not now. Like it's probably a little more reserved and he has to save up for those moments. But in a closeout game, I just don't understand why. You, you got to keep in mind, like if you if you think about guys like KD, Harden, Russ, LeBron, Carmelo, uh, Kobe. There was a stretch where guys from the early 2000s were still kind of running running the show. You know, so you had Kobe got drafted in 96. He still was winning championships. They were still trying to find that they were still trying to find the next Jordan. Yeah, so he was I think Kobe won, they they won a championship in 2010, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the last one. Okay. Yeah. So then from there you had Tim Duncan and going back to back with LeBron in Miami in 20 11, 12, he came 13, in, what, I think he came in the year after Kobe or, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah so he, a couple yeah. years after that. So you got a guy like James Harden who came in around that same time. And they are still like, then they had LeBron. LeBron caught his run where he got his team together. So he had a, you know, an eight-year run to where it's like, where am I going to get in? And then, oh, you thought you were going to get in. And then Steph went hot. So you had Steph, he had his run with the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Warriors were in paradise for a few years, but when I yeah, think so about was, paradise that was four now. Years, that was four, four, five. That was five years in a row. Yeah, but when I think about paradise now, you know, I think about the Aces, the Raiders, you know, the Knights, soon to be Oakland A's. Las Vegas sports is here, and Las Vegas sports is here to stay, unless Vegas runs out of water or something like that in the next, you know, 40 or 50 years, but. They'll redig that dam. They'll do something. <laughs> it's not that far away. But yeah, sports in Vegas. You know what's up? Yo, I'm I'm excited for sports in Vegas. Uh, I mean, if we just ran down something as simple as like they got the the Raiders there. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady just put a little money in that by a little. And they're like an all time franchise too. <laughs> all time franchise. You know, probably most recognizable franchise besides the Cowboys. Then you have, yeah, the NFL draft was there. Mm-hmm. I think that stadium was like a billion dollars, billion and a half. It's right, like I said, it's right across from Mandalay Bay, right across I-15. And then you had the Oakland A's decide, you know what? We're going to Vegas too. So they're going to implode the Tropicana, which is, I'm trying to, trying to give people a visual. The down, like the the Vegas, if you, any movie you've ever seen, The Hangover, uh, if you've seen where Pac got shot, that intersection with the MGM Grand, it's a shot you see every single time the helicopter pans over and it's a boxing match. So you had the MGM Grand, got the New York, New York, Excalibur, that's the hotel, looks like a castle. Tropicana is right there in that corner. They're going to implode that because it's a very old hotel. It got renovated some years ago, but for the most part, it's, it's not up to to par with the rest of the hotels in Vegas. And they're going to put a stadium right there. I've read 30,000 seats. And you think, like, that's crazy. You're going to put a baseball stadium right downtown. But me and you, we went to a game with the Rockies game with the Denver's literally right downtown. Hmm. Phillies is right, you know, it's right in the middle of the sports complex. But it's it doesn't take that much space for a baseball stadium because, you know, it's only 300 feet from home plate to fence. You build a park a lot around it. Boom. 
and you have all that space because Tropicana, it goes out. It's like a couple of cheap hotels. You have like the Hooters Casino. Then you have like uh, America's Best Value in, like a Motel 6. All that stuff, you can just go ahead and just clear all that out, put a nice parking lot. But it's right downtown. Right across from that is the T-Mobile Arena. Then right up the block is the Vegas Stadium. Then you have the Las Vegas Aces, also minority owner. And Tom Brady that? with the Michelob majority Arena? owner. Yeah, Michelob Arena, I believe they play in. And then, you, yeah, then you have uh, Tom Brady and Mark Davis, who owns the Las Vegas Raiders, also owns the Aces. They just won a WNBA championship this past season, so they're defending champs. I mean, you know, Vegas, you Vegas is in the Western Conference Finals right now, uh, NHL. And they made the Stanley Cup in their first season. Yeah, first expansion team to ever you do know, that. And they're up Capitals, right you know, Capitals took them out on their home ice, you know. But anyway. So then you got the Super Bowl. Now, Super Bowls for ballers. People like me, I like to do the ten dollar Super Bowl squares. That's 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 how I ball out for Super Bowl. <laughs> but the Super Bowl suites, two point three to four million dollars, but they're projecting for you know a party of sixteen to get one of these mm-hmm. suites. That's a, that's a real baller, but two point four million. But a regular home game, you can rent out the end zone. There's like a section down there, so like people are coming to these games, and it's an indoor arena. So that's even better because that Vegas heat's different. That's that's mm-hmm. that's 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 that heat that lean on you, like right, that, right. That heat lean on you like a bill collector. It's just different kind of hot. It's a different kind of hot in Vegas. People right, right, right. Hot. Yeah, but that is no shade. There's no trees that you can dip and dive into one of these casinos. <coughs> I don't know. I just think I just think Vegas is is just they're making major moves. You know, like we talked about it all the time. When we were growing up, it was like they didn't want any professional teams in Vegas because of the gambling, but now you got the apps, and the apps are paying these teams, are paying these leagues $20 million, $35 million a year. So why not? So you go into Vegas, which, which you want to, like, okay, somebody's paying for your, your next Vegas sports excursion. You got plenty of options to choose from. What are you going to, what are you going to see? Shit, I should try to go see Spence and uh, Crawford, but I'm gonna be just getting back from Cabo, so you know. But um, but yeah, so this is why the NBA is so awesome at times because they, if nothing else, the NBA has foresight. So you know they put the summer league out there in 2004. You know they could have put that out in Cali, they could have put it down in Phoenix, but no, they chose Vegas. You know, and Vegas, you know, if nothing else. It's a destination. So, you know, when you're looking at these current teams that are playing there, when the opponents come, it's a vacation for the fans. You know, like they not only are you going to go see your favorite team play football, but look around you. Feel the atmosphere, feel the vibe, you know. And then, you know, um, if you're a player that plays there, you ain't got no reason to complain. You know, entertainment, you know, it's one of the entertainment entertainment capitals of the country you know like you can't complain i mean you can complain there's no one of the greatest skylines it's one of the greatest skylines you'll you'll ever see yeah you know what i mean so like i think that the nba set 
a certain template there because, you know, they even took an all-star game there. You know, people were upset about that. Like, oh, why is Vegas getting an all-star game? It's going to be violent and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, like, well, hey, the Raiders are there. Like, you know, violence is there. Like, they, they, you know, yeah. do about that. Violence Vegas is everywhere. Is so violence is yeah. everywhere, you know. But, but, but you know, so, so like the NBA set up that template, and I think the gambling was a big thing and sports just – there was a certain Pandora's box that sports didn't want to get involved with. But now we're here because now we got NFL players getting suspended in consecutive yeah. years for gambling. So that's going to happen with some degenerates out there. But but, but you this know, is the craziest thing about uh sorry my bad. This is the craziest thing about the I knew some Saints fans mm-hmm. that is you know he retired and lives out in Utah. Him and his wife drove down the COVID year when they weren't allowing fans into the stadium drove down there in their saints gear. You know, they had a weekend in Vegas, but they drove right, down there right. that weekend just so they could take pictures outside of the stadium in their saints gear talking about, let's go saints, but no one can go into the stadium, but that's right. how dedicated they were. It's fans. Granted, it's only like a five. And it's a memory. Drive. It's a memory. Went down there, brand new big stadium out there with their jerseys on. So it's like, you're going to get fans. And, and remember last week, um, I think it was, we were talking about NFL expansion. And, you know, um, I brought up San Antonio. And you brought up the counterpoint of, well, you got the Cowboys out there and you got this and you got that. Vegas didn't have to worry about that, you know, because everybody's brand new. These are Vegas's teams. Even though Oakland, the Raiders came from Oakland, even though the A's are coming from Oakland, these are Las Vegas teams because they don't have – a team in Reno or something that they're competing with, you know, that has a national following. And I mean, UNLV, let's be honest, you know, basketball, football, all of the above, where they at? Like, yeah, they're not moving the needle. Yeah. So, so like they don't have that to compete with because you got towns, you know, like um, I always hear Birmingham brought up as like an expansion spot for people. And I'm like, you put a football team in Birmingham, they're going to convert the Crimson Tide. You know, probably not. Like sometimes, Alabama. Yeah, that's people. People have said that over the years. You Come know what on. I mean? Like, you know what I mean? And and you know, so like, you got all this stuff to compete with in these other places, but in Vegas, you own the team. You know, um, the arenas are new and state of the art. You know, because all of these arenas have been built in the last decade, if not closer than that. You know, Michelob, yeah. T-Mobile. You know, the summer league played at Thomas and Mac, which is where UNLV plays. But that's okay, you know. It's basketball. It's it's not a real professional, you know what I mean. Summer yeah. league, so it's but, not. But it's you know. but it's but this is still prime. It's a it's a prime quality gym. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the the thing is, is like Vegas looks huge mm-hmm. when you think about it. You think like, oh my god, it's huge. It's like it's the equivalent when people think about Times Square, like mm-hmm. New York Times Square, the ball drop. And you see it on TV, like, oh my God, so many people here. It's so, so huge. It isn't. It's tiny. It's, it's very it's like this. And they just packing a bunch of people. Vegas is pretty much the same way, where everything is right there. The T Mobile Arena is literally like tucked in between the interstate right behind New York, New York Hotel. And then you go north a little bit and then you that's where the football stadium is and then the t-mobile arena is across from where the baseball stadium is going to be which is right next to mgm grand the spence crawford fight is going to be at the t-mobile arena which like i said is like it's all it's all right downtown so mm-hmm. if they want to get an nba team there 
infrastructure is already it's in coming place. it's coming it's already in place i don't know a team mm-hmm. like short of maybe portland i think that's probably the only i think they just kind of because you can still you can still keep them in the west well i think they're going to get a franchise t- i mean a uh, um, franchise i'm stupid uh expansion team that's where i was going with that so that will make 31 teams in seattle you know, um, so you know, 32. could be 32. I mean, because like, talk, like listening to Al, Adam Silver and different media pundits, there have been thoughts that we may hear an announcement as early as 2024 for the next expansion teams in the NBA. I don't know. Uh, the, the, Seattle and Vegas are the favorites. I've heard Vancouver, you know, I, I know Patrick Mahomes was working to try to get a team to Kansas City, but. They may have to wait another round if there's another round. Yeah, I think his, his wife got a like a professional women's soccer league team. Mm-hmm. With the yeah. So I know that he's on board with trying to like help bring a basketball team to Kansas City. I don't know the infrastructure of Kansas City as well as I know Vegas, but I just know that when people were sad and are still sad to this day that the Seattle Supersonics are gone, and you know most of us still create Seattle Supersonics on 2K you know, and, and do a little running with them. But I also forgot to mention that Vegas also has the uh, G League at night, you know. So, like, the young dudes that, like, don't necessarily go to college, you know, go play against professionals, get some experience before they hit the NBA draft. So you got yeah. that going on. Scoot Henderson, for example, you know. So we book um, it. So we're going to book it right now that the next expansion announcement is going to be Vegas and Seattle. That's that's my thoughts. You know, I would say Vegas more so just because of the new market. You know, Vegas um, gamblers. You know, but hey, all kinds of names. You know, the gamblers, the blackjacks. You know, like all kinds wow, of. Names. Hold on. Okay, we got the Vegas gamblers. <laughs> you got the blackjacks. You know, you can't call them the spades though. You know, so you can't, can't call, call them, them that. spades. You can't, can't call them that. You can't call them that. <laughs> roulette? No, you can't call them the roulette. You know, um, man. I think Vegas gamblers. But I think gamblers are sending a bad tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black yeah. Or they probably do something simple like the Vegas Vipers or something like that. Just something. Well, you know, unique. like um, Las Vegas Aces would have been good, but you know that's already taken. You know, so yo, that yo, I just realized how dope that was when you said it. I was like, oh, that makes sense now. Yeah, so you know, you got all kinds of stuff that you could do with it and have fun. You know, I'm sure there's names for gambling and like different like cards that we're not tracking right now. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. I know at one time um, there was a thought that the Kings were going to move there, the Sacramento Kings were going to move there. You know, all you got to do is change the Vegas Kings. There you go. You know what I mean? You could even keep the same colors, but just make the uniforms better. You know, <laughs> you know, but. You know, but um, but that was when, you know, KJ was up there, you know, fighting to keep the team and everything, and they were successful to do that. But, you know, but I think the Kings probably would have been better off in Vegas, you know. Um, but, you know, but Seattle, I think, like I said, I think there's a public want for the Supersonics to come back. And, you know, Seattle's got hockey now. They just put, they got the Kraken. So you got um, Climate, I can't remember the name of the arena, Climate Pledge or Climate something arena. But, you know, Key Arena is probably a little outdated. You know if it's still there so uh but vegas but vegas has become this place you know and gambling is more accepted publicly you know like the nfl now acknowledges even though they got the players in trouble these sports leagues acknowledge you know on tnt you know like they're always talking about fan duel like 
you know, during the basketball yeah. games, the FanDuel, like who's going to score yeah. what, and it had you the know, spread the spread when they came back from commercial break. Yeah, and Boston has jumped out to a nine-point lead with about six twenty-four. You know, I obviously I haven't been paying that much attention to the game because we in this conversation, but I saw Jason Tatum hit back to back threes, you know, so he's waiting to their down 3 0 to do the Mamba thing. No, just playing. But um, but you know, but 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 you know, but um like so back to the summer league for a second, because I wrote down my note. So, you know, um early in 2018 or in 2018 when they did the summer league, um, uh, there was a the NBA set their total attendance record like overall attendance, not just one game, but overall, um, 139,972. One, one, 139,000 people, 140,000 people came to Vegas to watch Lonzo Ball, you know, to watch Jason Tatum, to, you know, so on and so forth, you know. And then in 2019, they had a day average of, or a day record with 12,199 fans in one day coming to watch the summer league. So if you're a team like the Oakland A's, you're sitting there in a piece of shit stadium that you know that you had no seriously like you had, you it's remember the Raiders everywhere. You remember the Raiders like in in the uh the dirt on the field and everything. I thought it was cool yeah. looking. I thought it was cool looking as a little I kid. Cool. Yeah, Travis Kelsey it, said it was the worst. But when, but growing up, yeah, but growing was, up that's trash. Off. <laughs> yeah, when I was 10, that was awesome. Growing up, that's trash. You know what I mean? Um, you, you know, so so like, I played on the field like that when I played football when I was 13, but that's yeah. acceptable because I was 13. Right. I Not wasn't professional. a professional athlete. Right. And so so Oakland, I know that people are gonna come out and say that Oakland did this, they said that they were gonna build this, they were gonna build that. Oakland never had to let it get to this point for the A's, you know. So that stadium, I call it a dump. That stadium was a dump like 15 years ago. You know, like that's this is not a new FedEx field is a dump. You know what I mean? Like everybody talks that's about the new. turf. You know, it's fairly new, but you know, I mean, it's old now, like with the rest of the stadiums that are being built and everything. But but you know, like Oakland had no reason to let the A's get to this point. So now not only we talk about the fans coming to Vegas for vacation, now it's a free agent destination. You know, players are going to want to come play in Vegas. You know, LeBron's talking about owning a team, you know, and, and Floyd Mayweather, you know, maybe they'll get on a joint venture or something. But now you're, you know, you mentioned Tom Brady. So you could possibly look up in five years or so, maybe 10, and have Tom Brady as a partial owner of a team, LeBron or Floyd Mayweather, more likely LeBron, you know, as a majority owner, you know, in your city. You got a WNBA team winning championships. You got the um, Knights, like I said, uh, Stanley Cup appearance their first year, and they're two they're games away from it. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know what I mean? Like, so Vegas, it's not only is it paradise, it's sports paradise at this point. On top of the fact that it's a it's a dope city in and of itself before the sports. Because sometimes, like, the sports makes your city more, like, impressive than it is. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, it's like, yo, it's a dope city. Like I love it. It's one, it's one of my favorite cities on earth. Like I've gone there a lot. Maybe maybe, yeah. uh, maybe UNLV can get the NIL popping. Like what, what if a random fan just goes to a casino, <laughs> wins like $5 million and it's just like, yo, I'm giving a million to NIL. <laughs> yeah. It's called reinvestment, reinvesting yeah. your winnings. Yeah. So, you know, but I've always, I've always wondered though, like, so if Vegas is like this big time thing and I know like, 
why, why Reno like ain't you know I mean Reno it's nice but you know obviously it's not Vegas it's shout out to Lake Tahoe I think just because it's it's a Carson little City. bit more in the middle of nowhere Carson City stand up yeah than Vegas yeah I think they were like all right we got to pick one because there's no easy route between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, like you say, you know, you're stationed in Utah. You can take I-15 mm-hmm. from Idaho all the way down to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Like straight shot. Like basically you zone out and you you wake up in San Diego. End up damn near in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. So I look at Grant Williams for three. <laughs> I hope he sees his podcast and shouts us out. Whatever. Give <laughs> your face off another man's face. That's my guy, um, man. <laughs> uh, so, so there's no way. Okay, thank you. So there's like there's no convenient way, but with Vegas, you can probably look at flights right now. What's today's date? Today's the twenty third. May twenty third, year of our Lord twenty twenty three. Your phone right now, and look for a flight from San Antonio to Vegas, and it'll be a reasonable price. Mm-hmm. For next week, it'd probably yeah. be around three eighty to four hundred bucks. Maybe Spirit might get you at two twenty, two fifty. Everything about Vegas is to get you to the city. I think the most I've ever paid for a ticket is probably like close to five hundred, five fifty. But that's because I like to fly on the earliest flight I can out of the East Coast, and then the red eye back. Like so, I, I like to fly Thursday morning, like. Eight nine o'clock out of here, so that's three hours because they're on Pacific time, so it's five a.m. I land in Vegas, and it's about noon, mm-hmm. give or take, <clears throat> and then I fly out on a red eye, either Monday night or late Sunday night, like eleven forty-five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I get my whole, I get the whole thing. I get all the Thursday still. <clears throat> I get all of the weekend, mm-hmm. and even if I have to fly out, more likely it's Monday. So, like that's why I end up paying like five something. But if you just want to fly out for the weekend, you can get a nice round trip for like two fifty. Get it cheap. Mm-hmm. Get it you get cheap. It cheap. So you ticket, you know, you get a ticket to one of these baseball games for eighty bucks, thirty thousand seats. They're not trying to, you know, get in there. It's probably going to be slot machines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, because there's slot machines everywhere in Vegas. Go yeah. right eight. Yeah. It's a slot machine. You so. know, but but yeah, like Vegas is just it's the perfect place, you know. Um, because like you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, and I'm just going new school with this. Like, you don't have to worry about snow. You know, no you'll snow. never you'll you'll I mean, every now and again they get some flurries or whatever, but you know, the mountains get covered, you know, but like there's no um there's no other team for you to compete with. So if you're the Oakland A's coming in there, you don't have any shoes to fill or any pressure or any like the only pressure is, hey, you got you, we got you out the dump, be good. You know, your, um, foot, your foot traffic walks right by it. <coughs> yeah, you know, so you got the foot traffic. So you got roller coasters over the highway. <laughs> the roller coasters are right across the street. You know, you like just, you just your stadium adds to the to the allure of the skyline. I think like it's, there all, should it's be, all like none of these teams in Vegas, you know, should ever be at the bottom of their leagues. 
like you're going to have rebuilding years. You know, we understand that. But but just in general, like the Oakland A's should not be what the Oakland A's are right now once they get to Vegas. You know, the Raiders at some point, once they get something better than Jimmy G, you know, should be like at least nine and eight. Tom Brady bought in just so you can tell Jimmy G I'm your boss. Yo, you know what? I never even thought about that. Like that's the first that's, thing I thought about. That's like that's like when I lost respect for Nas, you know, uh being on Def Jam under Jay-Z, you know. <laughs> like I'm your boss now. I signed the checks, you know. But. Yo, I bet you Tom Brady's his I think his first check is gonna be signed by Tom. You know what I'm saying? He bought the band Kendra Lust from the stadium, you know, but you know, but but I just I just you know I just think that Vegas is gonna be the ultimate, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm happy to get the Seattle Sonics back too. If we get those back, um, we got 83 to 77 Boston Miami with one, three in the fourth quarter. So we got a game. Is this the Celtics last stand or can they at least get it to another game in Boston? All you got to do is live one day at a time. So me and Raph wanted to talk about some baseball because it's been a while since we talked about some baseball and we found an idea I don't know why I said it like that. We uh we found an idea proposed by Jim Bowden, who was a former major league executive. I ran into some articles last week. If you saw 2-5 Daily, I was flipping out about don't realign baseball and turn it into college football, you know. But I, the reason that I felt that way was because a few of the articles that I read was talking about basically, in my eyes, turning baseball into the NBA where it's all about the big markets and trying to get the big markets to the playoffs. I understand the business model and all that. That's how you want it. But after talking to Raph and after reading this article, I've kind of come back a little bit, but I still got some reasons why I don't like it, but I think I'm, I think I'm sliding over just a little bit. I originally I've been, uh, I'm like, I'm not really big on change. Especially when something's been, you know, working. I'm always like, yo, why don't you try to improve this, improve that? But then, like I say, we talked about this. And then I found this article. We, we found this article. We were talking about it. I think it works because you still have your rivalries. And then you also generate new ones even though it might not be your popular market. Like, for example, we all know about the probably the four most popular baseball teams that anybody can name, the Phillies, Yankees, Mets, Red Sox. That would be your Eastern Conference East division. So, yes, that sells itself. Yankees, Red Sox, Mets, Yankees, Mets, Phillies, Phillies, Red Sox. I mean, it's just... It's like 500 years of baseball right there. That That's just easy. That's an easy sell. But then if you go something like the West, you got the Angels and the Dodgers. That's the Battle of L.A., Red versus Blue, the Good Guys versus the Winners. You got Otani versus Mookie Betts. So you have that, that buzz. So even if you go to Southwest, Astros, Royals, Cardinals, Rangers, not a lot of rivalry there. That's the division like a I didn't battle. like, yeah. But you, you got the battle for Texas. So you got, you know, Astros, Rangers, uh, the Royals, Cardinals. You got that Mississippi River, just kind of that that central part of America, that 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 Americana, you know. No, I need to get out the cough. I need to get out the cough in the stadium for that waterfall, too. I love that thing. See, you know, so then you, then you got the Midwest. You got the Cubs, White Sox, Brewers, Twins. You just you, you have like 
when you when we we talk about like oh realignment and changing it's, it's always been American League versus National League. Really, all that matters is like, are you entertaining? So you know, I think for me, um, <coughs> you know, pro con, you know, so like I think I would have loved this. Like you said, I think I think I'm maybe I'm just old, you know, and the change thing, you know, ain't the thing. Like I'm for change because for baseball. Because we've been talking about this. Baseball needs to do something to get people back or to get – because nobody talks about baseball. We're we're the only show that besides baseball-themed shows that I've heard talk about baseball, except for, like, Rob Parker, you know, like – but everybody else, like, stays away from baseball. But so I was thinking about this because baseball ran into the problem – you know, that the ACC ran into because, you know, my whole thing don't turn baseball into college football. So baseball ran into the problem that college football ran into because, you know, back in 2000, we had the Subway Series, you know, Mets and Yankees, you know. So when the ACC expanded, they put Florida State and Miami in the separate divisions on some we'll get that rivalry rematch back in the ACC title game. And guess what, y'all? Miami's made one ACC title game and has never even won it. So that ain't happened. You know, the Big Ten is trying to get rid of, you know, all these uh, college, you know, they're getting rid of divisions. So that way you can get an Ohio State-Michigan Big Ten title game or a Penn State-Michigan, Penn State-Ohio State, so on and so forth. You're trying to build that. But the problem with baseball is it's set up that way, but it never happens. You know, so... so, And baseball has more opportunity for the... Your basic, your basic entertainment for ba- baseball, you got the whole summer. Mm-hmm. After the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals, the summer's yours as far as, like, full-on organized games that matter. Right, right. From mid-June, give or right. take, to September. Mm-hmm. And then by the time September comes around, that's the height of your playoff push. So, yeah. Football's king and is going to get popularity in college. Everyone loves college football. They're the prince. But you have a situation where the last in September, say you set up to where every week these rivalry, you know, each division. So you got the Red Sox, Mets, Yankees, Phillies. The first week of September, you play your, you like that last month, you just play your division mm-hmm. and you just, like like in the NFL, NFL, the last week, the last game of the season, you're playing against your division because it could matter for playoff seedings and so forth and so on. So they have they could have a whole month where the first week is Yankees, Red Sox, Mets, Phillies. The following week is Phillies, Yankees, Mets, uh, and the Red Mets Sox. versus Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, and that's how you you roll that right into the playoffs. So you have every division. And we failed to mention there's a couple expansion ideas built into this to, to make it work. With the Mid-Atlantic, you'd have to get an expansion team. This guy, Jim Baldwin, Baldwin he has Charlotte as expansion and Nashville. Mm-hmm. Nashville is one of those other up-and-coming cities. It's like the – it's the – Country music like capital the bachelor, of the world. Country mid capital is like the bachelorette, bachelor party. Shout out to, all, in, shout out to all y'all that said I look like Darius Rucker. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so it was like you, you, you have, you know, Charlotte. My my cousin lives in Charlotte. She says it's a great city. Then you have the, you have good football there. You got basketball. So it's 
all these things, all all of it works. It's just a matter of do you have do you have enough people who believe in your plan, and do you have the capital to make the plan work? I personally think it's dope, but I'm not a baseball purist. So, like, uh, I'll probably talk to my pop sometime this week. I tend to talk to him, like, once or twice, you know, probably like, probably like every week we'll talk, you know, on my long drives. And I'll ask him what he thinks it is tomorrow. Now that me and you kind of dissect it a little bit, he might not be on board because he's a baseball purist. He's loved baseball his well, whole life. See, he's like, I think what years old. So it's like. I think what got me on board a little bit, like I said, I'm not fully there yet. But I think what what I started to think about, because you know I like the rivalry thing, you know, you know, hold the thing over your rivalry, your rival for the whole summer and all that stuff, build it or winter for in this case, build it up for next season. But I was thinking about this, like imagine, you know, the Cubs and the White Sox fighting for a playoff berth, and you know what I mean, like the White Sox knocks off the Cubs, you know, or vice versa, you know, and you got the whole winter and all this build back up, so like. I think you generate the interest in baseball that way. So if I was a baseball, like in the offices, you know, I would love this idea. You know, um, what I'm afraid could happen is like I mentioned, turn it into the NBA. I imagine that it could turn into the NBA where you wipe out the smaller markets, you know, from attention standpoint, because in baseball, you know, you have your, you, you have your teams like the diamondbacks that if they get good, you know, they they get coverage, you know, a little more than like, say, Sacramento would in a decent year in the NBA. But when you set up the divisions this way, like, you know, for example, in say the Rockies, I'm trying to figure out, fine. yeah, so they're in the Pacific Coast division. So, you know, you got the Rockies, the A's, Seattle Mariners, and the Giants, you know, so the Giants are a national brand. You know, um, Seattle, you know, I guess gets views off of the Ken Griffey days, but they haven't really done much lately. They made the playoffs last year, but they haven't really done much lately. You got the A's moving to Oakland. I mean, I'm sorry, to Vegas. And then you just got the Rockies sitting there, you know, like just like in the West, you know, like Arizona, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, even though they're really Anaheim, you know, I ain't giving you L.A. You know, and you, got, <laughs> and, you, and you got the Padres, you know, with Tatis and Machado, who's hurt right now. Um, but, you know, but you just got the Diamondbacks sitting there. Like, I just feel like at some point you start wiping those teams out and you get into the whole, you get into the playoffs. I would like to think that it was great when the Arizona Diamondbacks beat the Yankees in the World Series. Not just because I hate the Yankees, but I just think that was a great thing because. I don't just, think, I don't think baseball, I don't think baseball. Fans look at it that fans way. Fans look at it that way. I think we as NBA fans, NFL fans, we tend to get that conversation because we're just kind of inundated with so many conversations about the sport that mm-hmm. essentially just run out of ideas. I had never, ever, ever, ever thought of the phrase small market in a negative light in regards to sports. Because if you think about it, I'm about to be 42. San Antonio's won a bunch of rings since I've been alive, and they've been good. They were good for years. Why is San Antonio a small Cleveland? market? Just because it's in the middle of nowhere and nothing else really comes point, out of San Antonio. Four million people here. You got Austin less than 
you know. Yeah, but that's a totally different two, two and a half hours away. I know, but like all the stuff in between, like New Braunfels, all that kind of stuff. How many people you know non-Air Force have traveled from wherever they live to San Antonio for any reason? I know quite a few, actually. They're usually that older, though. Non-Air Force. <laughs> non-Air Force. That traveled, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's that's like I don't know. I, mean, I don't know anyone's gone to Cleveland for any kind of rock and roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, have you gone to Cleveland for that? I've been I to went, Cincinnati in high school. I went to Cleveland before, but it wasn't for that. It was for girls. But you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So it's like that's that's what I mean. So even if you think about like Tampa Bay, uh, Green Bay, I didn't think about the market size in regards to Brett Favre. Well, I, well, just, I think football is different Green in Bay general, Packers. though. Like football is different though, because people like so right now. I don't think, I don't like, think like, Sacramento Kings with Vladdy Divox. I didn't think they didn't get the calls because of their market size. I just think they didn't that, get the call because they I weren't mean, LA. That's all. They weren't the Lakers. And, That's and all. And Donahue and Scott Foster is trying to you know trying to build a beach house in Malibu. But I, but I so think they, that <laughs> no, but but football's different because like right now you got people already talking about. I don't want to see this finals with the Nuggets in the heat or whatever. And you had the same thing when Milwaukee and Phoenix played each other, New Jersey at the time and uh, San Antonio, you had all this talk, this chatter, Detroit, San Antonio. But then like when you, but when you look at like football, people would watch a Carolina Panther, Jacksonville Jaguar Super Bowl, no issue. Cause you got the commercials, you got all the stuff around the game. People would tune in for the Super Bowl. So I don't know, like, so if the World Series ended up being like, say, Phillies Dodgers, is that too much for the purest fan? Because they're both used to be National League. Yeah, like, like, is, like I know that we'll eventually get there because everything evolves and, and and you adapt. But initially, is that going to be a thing where, like, if the World Series is like, say, Toronto against Seattle, you know what I mean, like? I don't know. Like, it's just a question that I have. I don't have an just, opinion on it either does, way. But I... does the billboard scare off the the purists? I mean, like I but said, the, the good thing I'll is ask, oh, I'll ask a, a, a sixty, you know, sixty five year old baseball fan, see what he thinks. Uh, but like, as you and I break it down, I like it. But like I said, I'm of the elk that. I think baseball needs a bit of they a they need a charge. Like a, they need they need a Zeus bolt of lightning kind mm-hmm. of charge. And I think they're one of the few sports that hasn't made a lot of changes mm-hmm. that they can make this swing for the fences and it'll be pretty legit. Yeah, I think it'll pay off. Cause like I said, you're getting more if if if, the, if these divisions happen the way that he outlined it. You know, you get, I mean, you got New York and New York, you know, playing a bunch of times against each other during the season. You know, yeah, whereas now they only of, play. Instead of promising this, this this mythical, hypothetical World Series where it's Dodgers versus Anaheim and Mike Trout hasn't made the playoffs ever. I feel you bad for get, <laughs> you can get You can get that game. You can get it in July. You can get that three-game series in July. You can get another one in August. You get another one in September. And then same thing with your, you know, your you got your Vegas, the Vegas Athletics, yeah, or so whatever that, that is named to. That North Division looks ugly, though. You know, <laughs> Cincinnati, Cleveland, Detroit, Toronto. 
Like, <laughs> like I, mean, I get, I get why it makes sense. Fighting places, but yeah. maybe that battle for Ohio is like the move, or maybe the battle for the UP. Battle for Detroit. Ohio. <laughs> Listen, you, you, you oh, is that, a, is that a is that a uh, shot to the Upper Peninsula? The UP. Yeah, I knew what you meant right there. Like, I don't yeah. know who, I don't know if everybody knew what you meant, but I knew what you meant right there. Yeah, you know, but um, but but like I said, you know, two five, right? Bravery, dude. So that point of it makes sense, you know. But and the good news about the purist, we talked about the purist. The good news about the purist is that they're old now. You know what I mean? So like in thirty years from now, a lot of the people that are hardcore baseball, this is how it should be. They're gonna move on, you know, unfortunately in that way, but they're gonna move on. And then, you know, you're going to probably potentially have a younger generation, like maybe some, say, 27-year-old up in New York right now doesn't really follow baseball. But you can't avoid Mets Yankees. You know, it's in your face. You know, yeah. not only if you're if you're a dude that lives in Boston or uh, Mattapan or somewhere like that, you know, yeah. like you're like, yo, not only do I get to hate the Yankees, but I get to hate the Mets, too. You know, the first time I went to a Yankee game, I didn't even know how to get that. I just followed uh, three people that had on – it was one guy had on Yankee jersey, and this guy and his girl had on Red Sox jerseys. I just followed them through the train station. That's, that's like, yeah. all right, well, they obviously go in the same place I'm going. Yeah, and you know, the Red Sox and Mets got that World Series back in 86, I think it was. You know, they got that, you know, going for them. So I'm sure there's some sore people, and it's Boston, New York, so – you got to have something there. You know, like I said, Chicago, because I always said this, like, you know, I'm going to get the answer to my question because I always said, like, hey, every time I meet somebody from Chicago, they are always a Cubs fan. You know what I mean? Like, like for every, like, 15 people I meet from Chicago, there's one White Sox fan in the group. You know what I mean? So, like, now we get to see this, you know, the North and the South, you know, I'm sure it's yeah. really – it's big there, the White, so you, I think the White Sox are the South side, and then you yeah. got the the Cubs are the North side, the 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 suburban upper middle class fans. Because you know Wilbon, flash there. Because you know Wilbon is a Michael Wilbon is a Cubs fan, and you know, um, you know, like he doesn't even like as it stands right now, he doesn't even really talk about the White Sox. You know, um, you know, so I don't know. You know, so yeah. Um, yeah, so the Cubs are on the north side, White Sox on the south side. But you yeah. know, uh, but 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 yeah, like like you don't even see those. We're not in a place to see those fan bases right now. But if you give them, like throats. I said, if you if you give them enough in season games to where either if the White Sox and the Cubs, so you play 162 games and you have to play, I'm throwing some arbitrary number. You got to play. 60 games in your division. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a large number. But if every year the White Sox are just beating the brakes off the Cubs, <coughs> that's gonna inspire them to like really turn around because you can't have this team across town beating you every single week. Especially, I know the Yankees and Mets. If the if the Mets if the Mets played against each other. Mets Yankees played and they played 15 times and it was 11 to 4 Yankees. Oh, the Mets, they're spending money at all season. 
And if it was eleven and four Mets, the Yankees are spending money at all season. You know, and, and that's the same they thing. They don't want to they don't want to lose that. And that's the same thing too. I meet like one Met fan for every 25 Yankee fans. You know, like like Mets, the Mets ain't this, out here this, like this that. This is how it goes. <laughs> it, it's Mets, Jets, Islanders. Mm-hmm. Yankees, Giants, Rangers. Yankees, Giants, Rangers. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it goes. Yeah, that's what I that's the split uh, that I've I think seen they're too. all Knicks fans for the most part, sprinkling some Brooklyn fans. Well, those, yeah, the Brooklyn fans I imagine are like younger, you know, that hipster yeah, it's, type. Yeah, it's 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 a it's it's not as it's not in your bones the way. Right. So it's Rangers, Knicks, Giants. And I'm sure some people probably rejected the Nets just because they came from Jersey. <laughs> and it was like they just lean more into the Knicks. Like, yeah, um, we, we don't we don't care about that team that plays in Barclays. Yeah, like, we need we need we need we need saying. like in the next five years, you know, saying we need Jay Z to play the Spike Lee role. <laughs> nah, he he's like, I did enough. I got these buildings taken down. I got the stadium built. I maybe he'll maybe he'll send Bleak to do it. You know, saying the no, Russian no. oligarch got his money, and yeah. I started Rock Nation. Yeah, maybe I don't want Uncle Murder up in there because who knows what was gonna happen if you let Uncle Murder in there. You know what happened. You know what happened. <laughs> you know, but yeah, like so. You know, but I think I think that I'm sliding more towards that. Like so. So in addition, so we talked about Charlotte and Nashville um, being in these divisions. So I think I would like, you know, they, like Charlotte's in the division, the Mid Atlantic. We talked about with Baltimore, Washington, and Pittsburgh. So if you're gonna do all this, I would imagine like. Baltimore, Baltimore and Washington will stay in the same division, but I would imagine like, I don't know, like Pittsburgh, Philly could be a thing, you know, but other cities that I've heard potentially for expansion, you know, uh, besides those two are Portland, Montreal, and Vancouver. You know, I don't know if the Vancouver thing works. I do like having a Western Canadian team. I just don't know what the cry for baseball in vancouver is. yeah that and that's the thing is like uh there's a we have a map in my office and you know it's united states map and then you have the canada obviously north american map 70 percent of canadians live in this eastern part that's just above like just just north of michigan mm-hmm. and east Right, so like 70 percent of Canadians live there, where right. Montreal is. Vancouver is way on the way outside. out there. Yeah, way. It's out there. very some. It's 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 equivalent to like Portland because there's not much out mm-hmm. Portland because I mean Portland looks great, but it's not much out there. There's not a lot of not a lot of stuff comes through there. There's like just a instance, lot of homeless people. That's what's out there. It's it's just not it's not the move. Like Seattle is a big hub for if you're trying to go to asia like you go on a korea mm-hmm. you go on to japan you go through seattle mm-hmm. um you go through san francisco and hold Portland on a second hold on a second hold on a second we got a 17 point lead for the celtics 100 to 83 with 718 left in this game the celtics may just live to fight another day but go ahead yeah so you don't have you don't have like that it's not like a it's not like an international like respite for mm-hmm. any kind of traffic. And I don't think a baseball team generates that 
Mm-hmm. So what you have, I know people, they want, for some reason, everyone wants a bunch of teams in Canada. I'm not sure if Canada really cares. Yeah. Like they got, they have the fans, like mm-hmm. the Canadian fans can root for most of these teams from Michigan mm-hmm. all the way across. And they got their like, own football. Pretty close. Yeah. yeah Cause got- I caught a connecting flight um, that connected in Detroit from here to Utah. Mm-hmm. And the girl who sat next to me was from Toronto and she just drove in to Detroit to catch her flight. Mm-hmm. Like to catch her flight. She was going to Vancouver. Right. So it was like, oh, I didn't I like I said I didn't realize it was that close, but she like I just drove in, came across. Yeah, I've, I've never been I've never been to Vancouver, but I've been in British British Columbia north of Vancouver, like way north and in between. So, you know, and of course, like, you know. Um, it was nothing like it was pretty, you know, there was, um, a lot of animals, you know, a lot of animal refuge where you could get out the car and like go pet a sheep or something and feed a deer, you know, you could do that type of stuff. But, you know, so, so from that standpoint, like Vancouver itself, I'm sure is a nice city probably reminds you of Seattle in some ways because of proximity. But once you get past Vancouver, what else is in British Columbia that and and you know like automatically is all the way up you got alaska well well but but then automatically you know like next to british columbia as i was driving through so going east now you got um edmonton you know what i mean like are edmonton people going to cheer for a vancouver team just because it's canadian you know and then you got saskatchewan next to that you know, with the city of Regina. I didn't say what you think I said. Regina. No, no, I just know. I know because when I went there, everybody, I drove... everybody, that's literally that's literally circled on the map of my office. Yeah, I went I through no, I drove through there and I went to Walmart and the lady was like, you know, oh, you aren't from around here. And I go, No, this is my first time to Regina. And she goes, It's Regina. And you know, it was it was like, don't disrespect us like that. Put respect on our name. It's Regina. But but our people in Regina. Yo, you getting you getting geographical lessons on uh, sports reports is ordered. Yeah, that's right. Our, our people travel and, and, tips. And, and then when you go east of that, you got Manitoba. You know where you can find Winnipeg. You know, so like, are those places? I'm gonna cut it off there because then you start. You know, so are those teams gonna give a backing of like, hey, y'all got the Blue Jays? This is West Side over here. You know what I mean? Are you going to get into those type of Canadian wars? I doubt it. Yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies used to play in Vancouver when they had big country back in the day. Yeah, my guy Michael Dickerson. That didn't last long. Mm-hmm. Like that was an expansion team, and it was but, like, but that's another city that I've heard that the NBA may explore going, um, putting another expansion team in. You know, I mean, just like Montreal, Montreal, you had a shot. They're the Nationals now. You know what I mean? So when I look at this. You know, I know Portland and Nashville were mentioned as a part of the Oakland A pursuit in the beginning, you know, but obviously if you got Vegas in there, you're not going to Portland. You're probably not going to Nashville. So, you know, like that just goes without saying. So, you know, I don't know, you know, like, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, who knows? This might not even happen, you know. (laughs) I think it should happen. Ooh, Boston's looking fierce. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, listen, they they have a shot. Yeah, dude, you got to win one game at a time. And then guess what? If they hold on here, they go home. So it's conceivable that they could win a game in Boston. 
But then and the hard part is to, you got to win back. Yeah, that's the hard part. You got to come back to Miami. Come back you know to Miami. Mean? The good news is if you somehow navigate through those waters, game seven is at your Game place. seven is back in Boston. Yeah, because, you know, I remember um, the year uh, the Nuggets beat Seattle. You know, the first time an eight seed had ever beat a one seed. In the second round, they played Utah, went down 3-0, got to game seven. But it was back in Utah and they lost. So, you know, yeah. no no team has ever done this before. But we see nobody ever came from 3-1 in the finals. A 16 seed never beat a one seed. And that's happened a few times. You know, yeah. So now T-neck New Jersey. You know, so now maybe we're just in. Really Dickinson, what up? I, only, I only knew that because you said it, you know. But but <laughs> here we are. We're, we're in the age of history now. So I don't want to jump the gun and say, you know, but if Boston wins this game, like I said, I don't put it past them to win. Because, you know, Jason Tatum waits until they're down and back against the wall before he charges up the Mamba mentality. So maybe they could get a game at home, and then we'll see what happens if they come back to Miami. So, you know, but anyway, you know, great stuff. We're at that time of show, of course. Get it off my chest. You know what I'm saying? Like, Raph be sitting up here talking about, I'm just happy, man. I ain't got nothing on my mind, man. I got something today. It's simple. It's just That's it's it. silly. It's silly, silly. So last week we had the draft lottery. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And Wimbyama, Victor Wimbyama from France, seven foot four, seven foot five, whatever the all these numbers are. <laughs> projected to be number one overall pick. Makes sense. I mean, it's a no-brainer. You got to pick them. Yeah, yeah. But immediately, in the middle of an NBA playoff run that's essentially historic, they people just started acting like they didn't have anything to talk about. So they started saying ridiculous, asinine stuff like, oh, if his career is KD's and he failed. I'm like, what does that even mean? It's so stupid. Uh. It's so dumb. <laughs> and Gilbert Arenas said it best. and. He's like, yo, if I was him, I mean, Grant, I know he's being a little facetious, but he's like, if I was him, I would just stay in France. He's like, because it's like, you know, he's like, because there's no way in hell I'm going to come over here and play my heart out. And you tell me because I'm not somebody else. I didn't do my job. If my career ends up like I came, mm-hmm, I came mm-hmm. up short uh, or, the, or is he the best prospect of all time? These stupid hypothetical conversations that we don't have. We've done like we're probably up to like 25, 26 episodes, if not more. We haven't had one segment where we threw out a hypothetical and argued it like we had facts to support it. But yet these pundits do these shows and they come out and say, oh, if his career is Ralph Sampson, but you know, he had the injury, so that's to be acceptable. But if it's if his career is Shaq, then he underachieved. It's like, oh my, it's 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 nauseating. It's ridiculous. Let this dude get drafted. Let him play in San Antonio. Let Popovich teach him the bank shot. Let Tim Duncan come teach him all these other moves. Preserve his legs. Preserve his feet. And let him play basketball. Let let these guys come in and and set you up because you're going to lose legends. Steph Curry is 35. He's a champion. Kyle Lowry is 37. He's a champion. Chris Paul, 36, 37. He's out. 
James Harden's about to just basically take his swan song down to Houston. LeBron's almost done. AD is probably not going to play too much longer after LeBron's not there. Jokic is probably one of your younger guys. Murray's your younger guys. You need to start ushering in a new group of guys and not give them these expectations that they got to be KD or they're unsuccessful. KD has two rings, an MVP, two finals MVPs, and we did the math, you know, probably one of our earlier episodes. If he didn't get injured, he would probably be top seven right now in points because of the, the pace that he was scoring points. So it's like, cut it out, cut out the nonsense, let this young man come over here and do what he does, play basketball and entertain the masses. Don't put handcuffs on his success before he even gets to hold up the shake Adam Silver's hand and put the hat on. That's all I'm saying. It's so hard to say goodbye. You know, yeah, because, like, you know, these dudes are getting older, longer than the tooth, as I like to say. But, you know, but, yeah, like, so I was thinking about this. Totally, un- like, unexpected. I didn't know you were going to talk about that. But, you know, like, um, I was listening to the Ion College Basketball today, and, you know, this isn't my get it off my chest. It's just adding on to that. They did that, like, they made me think about Imani Bates. Because, you know, at one point it was like Imani Bates is the biggest prospect since LeBron James. And he was going to be next in that lineage of like, you know, this is going to be the dude that's going to come to the NBA, take over all that stuff. And then I was listening to the scouting reports and stuff that came from the combine. And they were talking about how small his, even though he's like 6'9 or 6'10, how small his arms were and how he doesn't pass. You know, he's not a good dribbler, you know. And I was like, y'all probably knew that. You know, when he was 16 or whatever, when y'all were giving him all this hype. And, and then, you know, like, what do you do, right? You know, like, like people were talking about, um, could Portland trade? This was just opinion somebody brought up. Could you trade or could Portland trade up to two to get Scoot Henderson? And Scoot Henderson, you know, I guess made the comment, like, I can play with Dame Lillard. And it's like, hold up. Like, first of all, like, he might be good, but who the hell is Scoot Henderson, Scoot Henderson to be like, yo, we're going to get rid of Dame or we're going to put you with Dame and have this great backcourt. Like, you're just doing too much. But, you know, so we started off this episode talking about how people were jacking our slang, right? So I'm going to jack something from ESPN real quick. So Pat Narduzzi, come on, man. So Pat Narduzzi, for those of you who don't know, he is the head coach of Pitt, you know, the Pitt Panthers college football team. Previously coached at Michigan State as the head coach. But, you know, so, you know, he had Kenny Pickett come through, you know, um, won the ACC and everything, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know, um, had Jordan Addison, who had won the Belitnikoff and now plays for the Minnesota Vikings as the Adam Thielen replacement. So, you know, we live in the transfer portal era. So, you know, Coach Prime came through, talked about his Louie. We talked about that, the luggage and all this stuff. So he specifically at the ACC spring meetings brought up Coach Prime, who plays in the Pac-12 all the way on the other side of the country, you know, geography and all that, all the way over there. You know, and he says, this wasn't the way the transfer portal was meant to be. You know, uh, quote, that's not what the transfer portal rule intended to be. It was not overhaul your roster. 
So Pat Narduzzi, don't hate the player, hate the game. The NCAA were the ones that gave these extra COVID years. So I think that's why you're seeing so much movement because now these dudes are graduating, realizing that they're probably not going to get drafted in the NFL or they're going to get drafted in the sixth round or something like that. So they take an extra year, go to another school, try to up some stock and whatever the case, maybe they could be a fourth rounder. We see it in basketball all the time. These fifth year seniors moving all around. Are you still mad because because Jordan Addison went to USC? I mean, like if, if I if I was in Pittsburgh and somebody offered me millions to go play in Los Angeles, like I'm probably gonna do that. No disrespect <laughs> to Pittsburgh with the you know pizza sauce on top of the pizza and all that. We still don't know if this is actually going to work for Coach Prime. You know, so but the one thing I will say is that I'm glad you're bringing it up now versus if Dion went four and eight or something like that, then you try to pile on after the fact. So I'm glad that you said it now. But Pat Narduzzi, come on, man. <laughs> these guys are these transfer portals, man. It's like when they had all the leverage, it wasn't a problem. They lost the leverage, and that's all it is. It's a matter of they don't have the leverage they had over these young players. But yeah, you had people like uh it's Jay, not gonna work out. You you had it people might not like work Jay out for everybody. You you had people like Jay Wright, won two national titles as the head coach of Villanova in recent years. And a lot of people speculate like that was one of the reasons why he left, you know, and Roy Williams from North Carolina, formerly of Kansas, three-time national title coach. Same thing. People were saying like, hey, he's in his 70s now and he just doesn't want to deal with this. And it's Which like, deal fine. with what? Sometimes like there's a reason there's a retirement age. But deal Sometimes with what? It's cool to just be like, deal with having to recruit your players and recruit new players and try to keep everybody happy. It's probably pretty difficult. It's probably pretty tasking. Yeah, the same way. like, Lincoln Riley probably came through with the private jet. I mean, listen, Lane Kiffin is riding around in a Phantom picking up recruits like an Uber, letting them put it on Instagram. I don't know if Nick Saban is driving you around, letting you record him, chauffeuring you around. Because <laughs> Lane Kiffin's like, I'm with it. He don't have to, though. That's what the henchmen are for. You got – there's always – every team has, like, a dude that is probably some kind of position coach – but he's known for how good he can recruit as well. So Pat Narduzzi doesn't even have to do all that. Like, just put the right people yeah, around but you. the fact that Lane Kiffin was like, I'm willing to do this to go get Jackson Dart from Utah to come down to Ole Miss and be quarterback. I'm going to have him. He from have Utah? All he, he, went, yeah, he went to high school, one of the bigger high oh, schools. Oh, I didn't know Utah. that. Yeah, yeah, because he transferred from USC. He, that's to, why he was... transferred from USC. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's why I was Utah. like, hold up. Like, yeah. I don't know how Utah lets quarterbacks leave the state, but that's neither. Because they don't want to stay there. There's yeah, a lot of things that dudes in Utah can't do. At a, hey, you saw what happened to Brandon Davies. I know, but you saw what, what happened to Brandon Davies. You can go to the U. Brandon you Davies. You do whatever you want to hey, do on All I, on all I know is. All I know is Brandon Davies did something that, that college dudes do. And he got suspended for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, because he went to Utah. BYU. I don't know how you get people. I don't know how you get a dude that's not Mormon raised his whole life to commit to BYU. Maybe like, I don't. I don't. Maybe they don't have many better like, options. But BYU's a Division One program. It's a that's I know. a prime. That's, that's yeah, a but if prime but if your options, so if you're talented enough to go to BYU, you have to be talented enough to go to Boise State. But if your options, or Oregon State. But if your options, how do you get a dude like, from Florida to go to BYU? I don't know. You know that's, I mean, that's a good school. That's, but if, that's your, but if your offers are BYU, school, 
if your offers are BYU, Colorado State, Wyoming, and like somewhere all the way over here, like I don't know, like Rutgers, you know, no disrespect. I'm going to Colorado but you, State. But, but you, you know, maybe. I'm not you going know, from so. Florida to Provo. <laughs> I'm not going from Salt Lake City to Provo. <laughs> even, if you went, even if you went on an official visit, Provo looks like if they were to film a, like, a, like a Western. That was mm-hmm. set. Like I was just about to say that. Yeah. 1920. Tombstone. They wouldn't have to change most of Provo. Maybe Bro. like you just have to shoot at a certain angle. But for the most part, like I went there for a hockey tournament once. I was like, this is it. And I was in Utah for like six years by this point. Yeah. And I was like, I had never been here. And I'm like, I can see why. Yeah. So we have, before we let you go, ladies and gentlemen, we have a final. 116 to 99. The Celtics are now 3 and 0 in elimination games in this here playoffs. Jason Tatum with 34, 11 and 7. Braff's happy because he went 14 for 22. Jalen Brown 16, 4 and 4 on 7 of 16. Derek White chipped in 16. Marcus Smart 11. Grant Williams, you know, with 14 and six boards. You know, you got Miami. You know, uh, Bam Adebayo. 10 points, five rebounds because he went four for seven. So, you know, he probably got to get more shots. Jimmy Butler, 29, nine and five on nine of 21 to include 10 of 12 from the free throw line. Gabe Vincent with 17, Caleb Martin with 16, and nobody else got in double digits. Duncan Robinson, the hero from game three with two points on one of five shooting. So, you know, hey, Boston did the first step. Now they just got to go back home, you know, act like they want to be home and, you know, like, there you go. You know, we got a game six potentially. So, you know, but on that note, Sports Reports is ordered anywhere you get your podcast on YouTube, all the good stuff. Like us, review us, subscribe. It's free. We're not charging you nothing. Look, we we wanted a few podcasts that's commercial free for y'all too, by the way. You know Absolutely. What I'm so, you know, but thanks for the support that we've been getting to this date. Tell your friends about us and hopefully, you know, we can get some more support and like some more make some more friends leave us some comments you know send us some emails all that good stuff listen it's free 99 to like and subscribe is free 99 to share is free 99 to leave a comment like just you want to hear you want to hear it instagram twitter email youtube video clips like whatever you need to just highlight us and denver it's easy. You retire Jokic. You know what I'm saying? Give Carmelo, give Carmelo, give Carmelo a jersey that says 15A. Give Carmelo something that says 16. You know what I'm saying? Listen, the answer is Nicola. Y'all seen the truth come out, right? That's why we call him 2-5. Oh, so I'm the only person why. in America that thinks that Jokic deserves it over Melo? I mean, you're very definitive with that. You know, why would not be? That's, that's a discussion for a later day. I mean, we hey, got plenty of these podcasts. I don't know why you like, brought up Ray Allen, though. Like, the Melo thing, I understood. I don't know why you brought up Ray Allen, but, you know. Listen, Jesus Shuttleworth. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. That was make-believe. That was make-believe. Jesus Shuttleworth. Let's go. But, yo, we'll be back on Thursday. Love you, America. Peace. We out.